Tonight's episode opens in a, a kind of a plain cafe where a man is just simply reading the paper to himself and drinking some tea. And he's kind of horrible. So I guess I'm going to get into character here. So, oh, I probably need some. Okay. So there's a man, cafe, plain, cafe. No, ridiculous. And inconceivable. And then his friend comes in and says, Richie, Richie, oh, you were reading the paper there. Oh, it's about time you got here, Jason. James, for lunch. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, jeez. You're late for lunch again. Oh, come on. How could I be late, R- Richie? You're reading the paper? Oh, what's the date on that? Uh, how old is that paper? Oh, I got I got the paper somewhere. Oh, well, tea again? What I wouldn't do for coffee or some... Or a drink for love... Richie, when was the last time you had a drink? Pint of beer or uh, something stronger, whiskey. Do you believe this guy? Do you believe this guy in this paper? You bought the Washington Post. What kind? Uh, Richie, 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 don't don't get. What are you getting so bent out of shape about? What? Don't, I, I thought they told you you couldn't read the paper anymore. They told, they told, they told me a lot of things, but I got the paper. I got a guy. I got a guy who gets me the paper. I got a guy who brings me the paper. Okay, Rich. Rich, what, what, what's, what's for lunch today? Toast, toast, just plain toast. That's what we're having for lunch. That's, oh, that's what we have for lunch every. Oh, listen, Rich. Rich. We're old friends. Can you put the paper down? I gotta talk to you, man. Oh man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm down. Well, well, you're down. You should, you should read this paper. This guy, he's driving me crazy. Well, that's that's what I. I mean, this whole thing is driving me crazy, Rich. I mean, how long have we? How long have we been here? Do you, do you have any idea how long? I mean, what that paper is that? That paper could be one year old. It could be a hundred years old. I mean, how how long do you think we've been here? Every day is the same. Toast and tea. We eat lunch together every freaking day. You're complaining about something every day, and I love you, man. I love you. I mean, you're my only friend here. But. I can't, I can't, I, 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 I can't take it anymore. I, I don't, I, well, there's nothing you can do. What are you going to do? <laughs> okay, I'll put the paper down. You can't, you can't kill yourself. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? We need to accept the thing. We're, we're here. You know, I, I don't know. I'm thinking any day now. I talk. I got my people. I keep asking them. Come on, push, push us through. Come on. 
I mean, push me through, then push, you know, get JC, you know, after me. But I mean, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm telling you big things. I mean, good things are in store for us, man. Don't, don't, don't let this get you down. Come on, have some toast, have some tea. Rich, is it, I mean, back, I mean, I I know I'm a lot older than you, even though you look way worse than me, but is this what you expected all those years? I mean, we're on top. I mean, is this what you thought would be waiting for us? Is it just toast and tea in this, I don't even know what this, I mean, how to describe this place. It's kind of like a. It's kind of it's kind of like uh, the most mediocre place I've ever been. It just is. It's just gray and boring. Every day, you know, every, everything's just tolerable here, and that's it. It's not. It's, it's making it's, uh, it, 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 it's making me nuts, and I don't even know how long we've been here, and when we're getting out of here, or ever. I mean, what? What if this is hell, man? What? What if this is hell? What if we're really in hell? And this is it. Oh, no, no, no. I've been, I've been to hell, JC. JC, this is nothing. The first time, first heart attack, yeah, I was in hell. For real, for real. Sit down. Okay? I can't get into it now. This ain't hell, buddy. Hell is awful. Nah, this is something else. It's something else. What, what do you... What do you what, I mean... Why are we here? Is it, are we serving a sentence or I, I don't get it. I mean, I'm trying to, I try to be patient. I miss my wife. I miss my secretary. I miss my children's teacher. I miss women and music, real food, coffee, drink. I miss being alive so much, Richie. Oh, yeah. I do too. Well, you got to read the paper. It gives you, you know how many days, you know how many hours I read the paper? When I have the paper, boom. I I read the paper. I get bent out of shape about something. I pace. You know, I like to imagine I'm solving these problems in the paper. It's great. You should, you know, you should read the paper with me. Come on. We'll read the paper today. Come on. Uh, no. I mean, are we being punished or are we being tested as a, I mean, what's the test if, we, oh, and why pun, why did I put just send us to hell? Or what, what, uh, okay. Listen to Richie. Listen to Richie James. Sit down. Have some toast. Have some tea. I wish I had sugar and milk for you. Just tea. And let, let, trust me. This is what I do. This is how I get through every day. I read the paper and I'm going to fix the problem. Okay. I got a couple, I got a, I got a couple articles here. I've been gathering about this guy. Now, trust me, okay? Just trust me. Are we friends? Okay, okay, okay. Richie, you go for it. Okay, so you got this goddamn nincompoop down there. This Bezos. He's a freaking nincompoop. He buys the newspaper. What the hell is he buying the newspaper for? He's he's got a store. He's got a department store. It has no departments. It's a, you know, we've talked about this clown before. Well, uh, Richie, it's a. I don't think you're saying his name correctly. It's, it's Bizos. It's Bizos. He's a damn Spaniard or some crap. Uh, Richie, I, uh, 
I think it's uh, it's pronounced differently than that. Um, you know, my, one of my grandchildren, they have this new thing called phonics. And uh, I'm looking at this. Damn you. It's Bizos. Just listen to me. It's not. That's how it's pronounced. Bizos. Bizos. Jif Bizos. No, no, it's definitely because even if it's G-E-O, it's not just trust me. James, James, this is. Listen, you're you're not you're not doing you're messing me up here. Okay, it's Bizzles. This damn Bizzles. He buys the Washington papers. He's he, uh, okay. So that was one thing. I've been out of that for weeks. If I I mean if I was there, I'd buy every newspaper. I I want to put this. I hate. Oh, I hate this Bizzles. He's running all these play. I mean, you are empires have crumbled because of this clown. He brings it right to someone's goddamn door. Yeah, they don't go. There's no Art Deco lobby. There's no mannequins. There's no music. There's no Santa Claus for Christmas. There's no tree. There's no page girls. There's no sales clerks. He's taken all the magic out of it. He's just made it a simple transaction through some sort of zeros and ones. Oh, this Bizzles. Okay, so it gets worse. So this is where... So this Bizzles... Not only does he have to... He, he's got to mess everything up. He's trying to go after the TV, the movie people, the music people, the, the, the fruit companies that make the computers you hold on to. And... Now... He says he wants to put these damn flying things up in the air to deliver stuff to these fools. These damn little flying things are like uh, flying rats or something. You know, remember those back in the, those remote control cars, like flying remote control cars, and bringing stuff to people's houses. That's gonna be people are gonna be getting hit in the head. They're gonna be. But what about the damn people that deliver this stuff? They gotta make a living. And they gotta spend their damn money. This fool's gonna put himself out of business. He's a nickapoop. He's no good. For all flying machines delivering boxes. Buying papers. Who does he think? Well, he's not a newsman. He's no newsman. You remember the newsmen from our day? They're powerful men like us. This guy, he's a... Hey, look at what he is named Jeff Bezos. It's not even a name. Two words. Richard Warren. James Cash. Those are names. We were men. He's a... He, and then it gets better, so... This clown, he's gallivanting for the New Year's. The Galapagos Islands kissing turtles or some garbage. He gets a gallstone or something, cut his throat. He has to call in the Guatemalans to rescue him. Now, I'll be a bill him a hell. They should have drowned him. I wish a turtle would have bit his face off this business. But I don't... Richie, I don't see where you're going with this whole thing. Because you're really stressing me out, this guy... Uh, well, just listen. So that's a problem. We got a problem. Today's paper office is a problem. This business is the problem. So we come up with a solution. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like a, a crossword almost with with the news. Crossword news. Well, more or less. Oh, I forgot. I haven't even, even been doing the crosswords. Oh, James. We'll take turns on those. But yeah. So this business, what I was thinking is, okay, if we... We pool our resources. We we figure out a way. We, we you know, we, 
Well, I haven't really figured it out because he's got this damn... I mean, we really, we really need the Justice Department to come in and suck it to him. You know, another competition clause and stuff. He's got a lot of them bought off, but I think we could figure it out if we're down there. You know, we get together with Kmart and all the other guys. You know, Bergdorf, Goodman, Macy's. You know, he's crumbling all of them. He's killing them. He's killing them. And we take him down. You know, some sort of, he's got the vertical and the horizontal. He's doing everything, this guy. He's no good. Well, you know, Rich, Rich, you know what I was thinking is, uh, what if this guy just had an accident? I, uh, I mean, I'm a moral man, but what if he, what if the turtle did bite off his face? Or what if the Guatemalans didn't save him, as you said? Or what if the turtle bit his gallstone or whatever and he drowned? What would have happened? Well, that's a new, that's a good question. So, wow. So you're saying we get rid of this business? Hmm. I guess that's it. I mean, the thing is, if we go back in time and take him out early, before he did this, it'd be great. And that, that you know, there's no rules with this new solution thing. So use your imagination. We go back in time. We kill him as a lad. Or we, we, we crush his company when they're fledgling. Or we blind him when he's a teen. We uh, could get him addicted to opiates. We could, you know, blackmail him as an older man. There's a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, I like this. I like this game now. What if we, um, what if we kidnap him and hold him for ransom and pin it on some pirates? And then say he's uh, anti-something, some some group, and stir up a bunch of uh, anti anti basal sentiment, and they, you know, the the masses rise up and they burn his business to the ground. Oh, now you're talking. Now you're talking. Oh yeah, you know this is one that hits home. What do you what do you say? Hey, you know, what if I told you we could, we, what, what if I told you we should just do this? What do you mean? Well, you know, the guy gets me the papers, you know, he gets them from down there. And I always ask him, I'm like, if you can get the papers from down there, you know, how much it costs, you know, you know, buddy JC, he needs a drink. And he told me it's hard to get the liquor when you transfer it, it loses, it comes to water. And I asked him about food and women. And, you know, since we were kind of got the Kendall body, can't, if we had women, couldn't do anything anyway. But then I said, you know, you could, could we get down there? And he said, he does, he can't do it, but he knows this guy, uh, Hans Zimmer Gorbelli, who I guess a bunch of years ago he was helping out Walmart or some company like that, uh, you know, use some kind of souls to make their employees more productive. And he said that, you know, he's up here. Somehow he dodged the Hell Express. He said, you know, this Gorbelli could probably get you back to Earth. You know, you might end up going to hell. Or you might end up, you might not go there. It might not work and it's going to cost you a lot. But he said that if we talk to this Gorbelli, so what do you say we go down there and we take this business out? We get him. 
We could figure out if we go back in time. We could do it present day. Whatever. We go down. We get business. And we show them that we still got it. Me and you. You know? What do you say? Richard Warren Sears. James Cash Penny. Together again. On the road. We go down our... What what if... if, uh, the Almighty sends us to hell, though, for that. Well, I tell you, you're asking why we're here. What if it's some kind of test? What if this is our test? What if this business is, I, I'm telling you, he's evil. What if he's going to, he could be the Antichrist. He's got all this consumerism. You know, they got that new pope down there saying, don't, you know, don't be so rich and selfish. And what if this business is, you know, he's, he, he's got too much power. He's going to have those flying things. Who's stopping them from having those flying things? Hard people. Huh? What if this is our test? Well, yeah, I mean, you really think our test would be to to murder a... a I didn't say murder. I said get them. We're going to get Bissels. Not kill Bissels. Get Bissels. I still think you're not pronouncing his name correctly. kind of sounds like Bizzle. Bizzle. I, I, I think it's... Uh, Bay. B-E. Gosh darn it. Just listen. It's Bizzles, okay? Just pronounce it like that. Trust me. That's our test. Almighty wants us to go down there and take him out. I mean, God can't kill him. That would be wrong. I mean, he could strike him down or smote him, but they don't do that anymore. They've done that for thousands of years. So we go down there. We take him out. Or we just correct his course what if we help him find the way? What if, okay, how about that, JC? We'll go down there. We'll talk some sense into him. You know? We'll make him into some kind of missionary. Some converter of souls. He'll give his money away. You know? He'll help others. That'll be his thing. Well, now you're talking. And then we'll crush him. We'll crush him. Right then. Well, I, I don't know about the crushing, but, um... Okay, so we're on. I'm going to get in charge of this gold belly. We're going to go down to Earth. I'm going to get the heck out of this stupid, mediocre, intermittent zone we're in. And we're going to get Bizzles. Where, 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 where do you want to start? Well, I don't know. Let's talk to this gold belly and let's go down there. Like you said, we'll, we'll make him into a good guy. We'll, we'll teach him to help and love the world. I mean... Well, we do have our, our reputations are at stake, so we, we need to kind of, as long as his business is crushed and his spirit and his soul, I mean, we could rebuild him as a new man, but as long as, as long, okay, just give me that, okay? All right, well, let's just, let's just get to it then. Do you think, okay, one question though, you think our bodies will change back to normal when we're at Earth, when we return to the, like, can we talk to him about that? I'd just like to have my, um, my parts. Instead of having the Ken doll thing, I would give anything just to go to the bathroom and re- again. But, you know, can we double check that? Because I'm, that would be an important, you know, and having a drink and some food would be great too, but having my parts back uh, would be ideal. Right. No, yeah, yeah. This Gorbel, he's a genius, I tell you. From what I hear, he's a genius. We're going to go down there, and that's it. We're going to get Bizzles. So our episode opens in a computer lab. And it's a sparsely populated computer lab, pretty typical. Rows of computers and older people at the computers. 
And the teacher's just finishing up. She's like, she's like, okay. And now you all have an email account. So make sure you have your email account name, your login, and your password. And what we're going to do next after a break is log in. And we're going to send some emails. You can send them to your grandchildren or your friends. But we're, first we're going to send them to each other and we're going to practice. So everyone go ahead and take five, take a break. And we'll, we'll, we'll convene back here with our next lesson. Sending email. So the teacher, you know, leaves the class. And most students get out of their socializing with this one guy still at his computer. And it's now this man who's adopted the name Richard Warren. He's no longer Richard Sears. He's Richard Warren. And he's typing away. And he's really into this email thing. And in comes his buddy. A little bit younger looking. A little bit spryer, healthier. Richard Warren looks about 60, 70. His buddy James Cash, late 30s. Even though the, let's not let's not get into the details. This is he comes in the computer class. He's like, hey, Richie, 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 what's up? What are you doing? And he's like, electronic mail, my friend. I'm working on this with electronic mail here. Well, well Richie, I met with uh, Gorbelli's man. I got the dossier. Email, they call it. They call, the, they call the old stuff snail mail now. They're, they're going to get rid of the post office. You believe this? I, I was reading it. I can't believe it. The, this is going to send a letter. Yeah, he, um, so Gorbelli, he, he, I met his guy. He gave me the dossier. Turns out this guy's he, here with us, and he, he wants us to steal something called a thumb drive. Yeah, so I just, I, what else I do is it's just like a, I'm going to type it in here. And then I, I don't even have to, no need an envelope or anything. It just sends it to my address, the address. Yeah, so the thumb drive thing, there's some pictures of it in the dossier. You can look through there. But I was thinking, Richie, why, you know, Gorbelli wants us to go on these missions for him before he's going to let us take down Bissos. Like, wh- wh- why don't we just go straight and get this Bissos guy and get it over with? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, so what you do, if you want to watch here, I'm going to log in here. My uh, my, my screen name is Sears Warren Richard. <laughs> I don't figure that out, eh? And then my password, and uh, it's kind of like a key, but it's with letters and numbers, like a secret code. I mean, Richie, you know, we could we could we could get business. I know you're afraid. We're I know Gorbelli could, you know, pull us back to purgatory or. Even send us to hell or tell God on us, whatever. So, okay, we got to do these missions. So the, we got to get this guy's thumb drive. I, I've been, I've followed him around a little while. He's just walking around here. And uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna do my first email. What you watch? Uh, okay, dear Mister Bizzles, you sir are a jerk. And um, Richie, have you been around this place? There's like. Eight restaurants here, casino. It, it, you know, there's like it, it, this is like a small city. It's it's unbelievable. There, I guess there's like they have these things called nightclubs. It's like a speakeasy, and it, I, I I can't wait. I'm going. I'm gonna go to the nightclub. There's like these things called lounges. There's all. I'm gonna drink so much. This this place is packed with women. There's women that work here. Mister Bizos. I am tired of reading about you in the news. You, sir, are a horrible man, even though we've never met. So what I'll do, Richie, I'm going to leave you here with your um, 
uh, this typewriter thing, uh, TV, you're watching TV, whatever, your email. And uh, what I'll do is I, I can meet you back at the room, but, I, you know, I'm going to check out these clubs. I'm going to go up. There's a pool. I can't believe they got this shit. This, I can't believe they have the city on a boat. These people do this. It's, it's a uh, and you can eat all you want. Why? Why are you just sitting down here? I'm sorry. What, what, I, I'm in the middle of something here. I'm trying to get a hold of Bissell's by this email. I don't need you distracting me. I heard what you said. Just go deal with it, and I will meet you at the room. He he goes back to typing his email, and Jay, James Cash heads out. You know he's just typing. Why is it? Blah blah blah. You know. Yeah. And another thing, Bissell's, your stupid drones will never, that will never fly. It's ridiculous, and you, sir, are a moron. And so he's just typing away. And, you know, um, clue phone, they're on a cruise ship. So he takes the computer class, and then he just retires back to the room. Uh, after he types, like, uh, 50 emails to Bissell's. And, of course, when it comes time to send them, to, you know, he can't, whatever. It's not important. Then he goes back to his room to go to bed. He orders room service. So some time passes. Uh, next thing Rich Warren knows, he's asleep in his room. And boom, he doesn't know what time it is. It's in the middle of the night. The room's pitch dark. Door opens. Cash, James Cash stumbles. Rich, Richie, Richie. He slams. This place is wonderful. I had sex. I had sex with the women. Some of the because they have, they, they have a whole other section of the ship where all the people that work there, they have like a, a worker bar where they all hang out and they're all sleep, like all of them are in relationships and they're t- they think I'm like some adult. Oh, Richie, I love it here. I could live here forever. They say there's some ship somewhere that where people actually live, real rich people. We could have done this. We we're born in the wrong time. Rich, wake up. Wake up. Are you awake? So another thing is that, uh, so I went, I found out, so the, one of the girls I was with, she has like the keys cause she know they have different for more than one job and she can get in the room. So I stole her key and I knew where this, so I stole his thumbs, but I don't think that was the thumb drive. So here, look at this. These are his thumbs. I cut them off. He wasn't too happy, but I hit him in the head, and I'm a little drunk. And so I have his thumbs. Is it, I, can I see the dossier of the drive, thumb drive? I couldn't even fit thumb drive. Sounds funny. And all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. There's a knock at the door. And Richard Warren's just like, oh, you nincompoop. Who is it? What do you want? Who is it? Boom, boom, boom. Sir, security, please open the door, sir. Oh, you go hide in the bathroom or something. Oh. Opens the door. What What do you want, sir? Uh, we're here with security. We're looking for your bunkmate. Bunkmate? Well, well we, sir, we just heard you talking. Uh, we followed a trail of blood here. He stole, uh, he assaulted another passenger and cut his thumbs off, sir. We're here to place him under uh, arrest. You can't, this is a, this is an entertainment comp, a glorified hotel. You can't arrest anybody. He's got a lawyer. I tell you, 
Sir, we can take him into custody under the Maritime Act 4721KL57. It gives us power to arrest and detain passengers, and you signed it as part of your waiver. It's also part of the Geneva Convention. Oh, God. Wait, uh, yeah, hold on. He's in the bathroom. He's not feeling so. I think he might be having a heart attack. One second. Let me get him. James, James, open the bathroom door. Let me in here. Okay. You're going to have a heart attack right now. Okay. Just trust me. Trust me. It, what? Why are there thumbs in the sink? Oh, God. Okay, have a heart attack. Okay, we're coming out. He's having a heart attack. We got a medical emergency. You, I don't know what the, uh, according to Geneva, I wouldn't want a lawsuit for your people. You need to take him to the hospital. You got a hospital on this damn ship? Take him to the hospital and then arrest him. Oh, uh, arrest me, Jay. Richie, Richie. Yeah. Oh, my heart. Oh, my heart. Yes, I, I am, a, I am a, I'm having a heart attack. Oh, oh, oh. All right, just pass out. God damn it. Look, he's passed out. He had a heart attack. He's, I can't even wake him up. I'm slapping him. Oh, you, bring him to the infirmary or whatever you call it. This damn thing. I was in the Navy once you, sir, um, you have anything to do with, I had nothing to do with it. This man, we're business partners. We're on a convention or something. So just. Go ahead and take him to the firm or I'll come visit him. So they take him down. Cash is like, he's drunk. He's kind of out of they throw they, they throw him on a gurney. They cuff him. They bring him down to the infirmary. R.W., Richard Warren, vanishes for a while. And about, you know, four or five hours later, just when Cash is kind of sobering up, he shows up at the infirmary. So, sir, this this per- person's detained. He's my friend. Leave us alone. I'm also his advisor. Well, you can fill me in on the charges later. So you go, James, James, you nincompoop. The flash drive is a little thing like a stick of gum, not a thumb. It's a thumb drive, they call it, or a flash drive. It's got some sort of input. I don't know, but I've got it. Sabotage the ship. So, in about five minutes, all hell's gonna break loose, and I'll get you out of here, okay? Well, what do you mean you sabotage the ship? You like poked a hole in it, like some sort of saboteur, like a sa- you sabotage like that? Shh, shh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the ship gonna sink? I, I'm a, I'm fr- I can't. I'm not a good swimmer. I just. You're going to kill all these innocent people I made sweet love. You're going to, you're going to kill these people. You're going to drown the ship. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. James, think like a rich man. Someone owns this ship. It's going to sink a little bit. But they're not going to tell anybody it's sinking. It's going to sink. It's going to be stuck. I damaged some of the plumbing so the toilets are going to start backing up. They're going to salvage the ship. They got these customers paid money. They're going to try to avoid a lawsuit. You can't sink a ship. They'll never let it sink. What they're going to do is lock everything down. And that nincompoop of the thorns is down the hall. They gave him stitches. They call it a copter for him. But I got into his room. I got everything. I got the thumb drive. And I got some of his money. And 
some of it, some other stuff that come out and we'll talk about it later. So just wait. The alarm's going to go off. The, uh, as far as I could tell, the infirmary staff, there's like, going to be some sort of, there's going to be so much sewage, they're going to have to give out a, some, I've gone over the procedures. I, 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 I can predict how this works. Salvage the ship first. Avoid the lawsuit second. Avoid the employees, like, abandoning ship. And deal with the customers last. It's not not like we did business with. So don't worry. And all of a sudden, meep, 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 meep. this is only a drill. Meep, meep, meep. This is only a drill. Please exit your rooms. And they, they start going through um, a fire drill. Uh, it's not. It's a non-abandoned ship drill. Please go to pool deck five, and uh, everyone remain calm. Okay, okay. So we're gonna start heading to five. We're gonna break right. We're gonna jump off. We're gonna get off this ship in one of these damn things. We're right off. We're ten miles offshore. These suckers are gonna be stuck on board for days. So they start going up. They go for a right turn. Push. They go through some back halls. They get to a lifeboat. They cut it loose and they set it. And they they put it. You know, there's some people. Everyone's like distracted, so they get the get in the lifeboat. It's one of those like super modern ones that looks like like almost like a submarine. It's covered. It's got a motor. Boom. They're in the water, and they're out. And this happened to be a, a Caribbean cruise, so they're just uh. Like you said, a few miles offshore of uh, one of the Turk Islands, Turk and I don't even know how you say it, like the Turk and Kaios or something like that down in the Bahamas. So they hop in the ship and then, you know, they're setting, setting moat, you know, they're rich people, so they know how to use boats. You know, they probably both had, I don't know if they had yachts back then, but I'm sure they had, you know, captain, they're captains, captains of industry. So they set sail, and James isn't feeling so hot, so he, you know, puts his head in his plutonic head, and Richard, it's kind of tight in there. He says, oh, I'm just feeling awful. You know, Richard's like, oh, okay, James, Boop, you put your head in my lap. It's like you're my son. He's rubbing his head. Oh, my head, my Oh, that, that, that ship, they call that cruising. Why do you think they call it cruising? Oh, I don't know, James. It's wonderful. Liquor. That must be what, I mean, are you sure that wasn't heaven? Like, are you sure we're actually with the humans? Because I'm pretty sure that was heaven. Or some some sort of um, vice-filled version of it. I mean, I had sex four times. I ate it like, they call these things buffets where you just eat as much as you want until you're sick. I did that. I was drinking drinks. I was swimming. I pushed a couple of kids down when because the, they had the slide made of water. And I pushed the kids out of the way. Oh, man. I think that was like vice heaven. Like maybe, I don't know how you get into vice heaven. What do you think, Richie? I don't, we got to get this goddamn Bezos. Bezos, Bezos, Bezos. We're going to get his ass good. I don't know how much shit Gorbelly's got us doing, but we're supposed to drop this thumb drive. He must have some way to find us because he said just get off at the next port, which we're going to be at the next port by this boat. 
That bullet's gonna be stuck there. Don't worry. Whatever Gorbelli's got us doing, I trust. He's a, he's a he's a crazy guy, but you know how much how many strings he had to pull to get us down here. And he's gonna fill me in on this business, and we're gonna get him good. And I'm thinking we might even be able to talk this guy's board of directors into taking over. What if we just push him out of his own damn company? Warren, what do we call ourselves, huh? Uh, Richard and Cash. Warren and James, I don't know. Sounds like, we sound like, it's like, we're gonna, it's like the Wild West. So don't worry. That's not vice heaven. That was just some playground. Vice heavens. Before, right before I had my heart attack, I took these these opiates, and I went to Vice Heaven. Believe me, that's got nothing on Vice Heaven. So, we're gonna get there, we'll do whatever Gorbelli asks, you know, whether it takes us week after week to do some... We've already had an adventure. A ship full of vices, as you say. I mean, I just... And I learned this email, this electronic mail. Oh. It's brilliant. It just sends it through the... I don't, through the ether, somehow. And tomorrow morning, Bissell's is going to wake up. And his inbox would be full. I wrote and wrote and wrote. And I told him how it is. And I set up a little goose chase for him. I let him think it was old Bergdorf and Goodman coming for him. But he's going to be scared. And he's going to slip up. And we're going to be there. We're going to get this Bissell's. Oh, you're asleep. Jeez, you're drooling in my lap. All right, well, I'm I'm setting this up. Setting this on autopilot. Going to sleep. Good night. Richard Warren is seated at one of those long tables in the reading room of the New York Public Library with one of those emerald reading lamps in front of him, and he's reading through a, new, a stack of newspapers and books, and he's reading through stuff. And as usual, he's complaining, mumbling, muttering to himself, freaking ridiculous. And as usual, James Cash Penny, James Cash, comes running in. Richie, 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 Richie. James, sit down. You believe this garbage? I got real bad news. You need to sit down. What is it? What is it? We going to hell? Are we, just sit down. First of all, well, let me let me give you the bad news, okay? They closed at thirty-three stores. Why? Well, I don't. I don't. I don't. You mean my stores? J.C. Penny's. Damn it! Damn Penny stores. Thirty-three are closing. Almost at thirty-three different states. A lot in uh, Wisconsin or Minnesota. More than one there. A couple in Jersey. It's a uh, pistols. He's putting you under. You had a terrible holiday. It's not my company anymore, Richie. I really, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I, I'm just glad to be out of that damn purgatory. <laughs> That's kind of funny, damn purgatory. But hey, you know. No, you should care. Is that your legacy? You nincompoop. Your pennies. The, you, <laughs> you're like a joke now. We're jokes. We're dinosaurs. We're dead. We're extinct. Uh, I mean, you know, this Bessels, he's laughing. You, you see? You, meanwhile, same news. Look at this. Your stores are closed. Look at this. 
Your stores are closing. Meanwhile, nincompoopissus, he's got, you know, he has a stupid flying machines. Now, this, he wants to deliver packages before you buy them. You imagine that? You can, get, get, what, Richie, I don't understand. Okay, let's say you, uh, let's say you will buy trousers every three years, right? Well, I, I mean, I'd like, prefer to buy whatever's, I think style changes more often than every three years. We'll call it, well, yeah, made for you, Richard. Yeah, you probably, anyway, you nincompoop. Let's say you buy trousers every three years. What is this nincompoop? He's gonna, he's just gonna send them to you. Like in two, two, two years, three quarters. Trousers show up at your door. <sighs> Freaking. I mean, I gotta admit, I mean, he's stealing this from, I mean, uh, I don't like it. I mean, is that it? How can he do that? How can, you, you didn't order and send it to you. Well, Richard, can I, can I, are you sure that's, uh, it's, I mean, technically he sends it to someplace by your house and just waits for you to order it. That's, what do stockholders think of that? I, this is unproven. It says he's got some Damn computer models. I've been reading up on these damn computer things, too, remember? He hasn't even got back to my emails. Oh, man. Oh. Well, that's too bad about my stores, uh, Richie, but, uh... Hey, you see over there? See? I've always had a thing for librarians. You and your... You and your... We're here to get pistols, not to... Hey, Richie, come on. Don't you want to... We're back in the world, man. Don't you want to... Participate, some of that you know. Could go. We're, I mean, we're in New York City. It's a whole. This place hasn't changed. That's what's good. This is just like it's different, but it's the same library. Uh, Carnegie. Those nincompoops had something. I I gotta learn something other than nincompoop. But anyway, so you guys, this librarian, great, good for you. Yeah, she's. No, you know, I'm going to read up because I need to think like this business. And in order to think like him, I got to know what he knows. And I mean, our brains, he's, I can positive he's got some book about me and he's just stealing my ideas and re, re, rejiggering them. He's got, this guy hasn't had an original idea in his body. So I got to think like him. He's got some sort of engineer science brain, not like my brain, which, I mean, this thing oh pistols so you you go do what you need to do with this glasses person and be back here because we got a meeting we're gonna be ten we're lawyers we got a meeting with this guy the Gorbelli set up we gotta take care of it so he's just that you know he's in one of these towers you know I mean uh, I get him out of my out of my sight so James Cash takes off. Richard Warren gets back to his grumbling. Some time passes. And next thing you know, they're in a kind of sleek elevator of a sleek office tower. And they both got their briefcases. And, and Gorbelli said some, you know, to answer some questions you might be having. 
Corbelli sets him up with rooms and cash and modern-day clothes and a little bit of, you know, short, what do they call them, crib notes or pro tips on how to deal with the regular modern-day world. And in some sense, these guys were titans of industry. Purgatory, they, maybe, they, I mean, he was getting newspapers, so they probably know a decent amount of money. So it's not like when Star Trek goes back in time or somebody goes in, into the future with no knowledge. So, you know, we're not going to get caught up on that because it's more a story of them getting business than exploring. Anyway, I'm sidetracking you. I'm sorry, folks. So they're in this sleek, modern office building headed up. Some sort of financial services company. They get up there and they go to the secretary. And, uh, he's like, R.W., I'm here to see uh, uh, Mr. McGee here. We uh, have a meeting with uh, Mr. McGee. The secretary, oh, oh, well, I'm just uh, leaving for the day. But, yeah, he said he, said, uh, he was expecting you. Um, yeah, he, he said he was expecting you, I guess. Go on in. Paneled, cornered office, mahogany, leather, whole nine yards, and this guy's back there. Big shot, 38-year-old, 39-year-old, you know, finance-type person in a suit. And he's sitting back there. Hey, so you guys are from that uh, Gorbelli Industries, eh? Stock is through the roof. That's a brilliant company. I've been, I know it's uh, only one owner. But so what, what sort of sweet deal are you talking about? All right, mister, mister, uh, have a seat, have a seat. All right, mister, um. Yes, this is my uh, compatriot, Mr. J.C., James, and um, Richard, Mr. Richard Warren. This is Mr. James Cash. We have a proposal to discuss with you here. I don't know how to put this to you, but we've uh, Mr. Gorbelli and uh, as his uh, as his advisors, we do all, a lot of research, sir, Mr. McGee. You might say we know everything everything we need to know about all the deals you've ever made. Well, what are you talking about? Uh, we know you made a deal. Well, let's not beat around the bush. You made a deal with the devil himself. <laughs> this is, you know, what are you, some sort of activist? I mean, I've had it. You work for some senator or something coming in here. You know, I move money, you know, I move money. It's not, it's amoral, it's not immoral. I've been tired of you people acting like it's some sort of, listen, buddy, don't waste my damn time. You made a deal with the devil. You, um, oh, let me check here. James, you got the, uh. Uh, what, what, did, what was this deal for the devil you got in it? And you're, uh, uh <laughs> Richard, you won't, you won't believe this. You know, he, he, he made a deal with the devil. <laughs> hey, buddy, I mean, I get it. He, uh, yeah. It was for five, five inches. Five inches. Five inches of what? Oh, five inches of what? Five. Add five inches to what? Oh, my goodness. Listen, guys, guys, you do not know what you're talking about. I don't make any deal with the devil for five. 
But this... <laughs> yeah. it's a, it, Richie, Richie, it says here, it, it's a total of seven years for seven years. <laughs> What's did did you get me on the circumference, guys? Guys, I don't know what you're talking. You must uh, you must have talked to the wrong girl I went to high school with because I that's all natural, buddy. I'm all natural. But <laughs> of course it's all natural. The devil works in all. The devil's all natural. You nincompoop. I promise to stop saying nincompoop. But anyway, you idiot. Of course, it's all natural. So seven years, you're going to work for the devil for seven years. Has it been worth it for you? Yeah. you. Yeah, that's bad. How many? Because you might have. Richie, you think he's. he's could, could we see the. Uh, guys, guys. What if I did make a deal with the devil for that? For, you know, an increase. And yeah, it's a, it's a fair deal to me. I got to work in hell for seven years after I die. And yeah, it, 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 it's like, um, you, maybe you guys don't understand because you're all whatever, but me, yeah, it makes a difference. I'm, I mean, look at me, corner office. I wouldn't have had any of this. It, it's like a subconscious. It, it helps me. Okay. I'm not embarrassed about making a deal with the devil or about, Doing what I needed to do. So you guys could just, what is this, some hidden camera thing? You guys going to put me on E or something? No one knows. Yeah, I did it. And yeah, whatever. I got to go to hell for seven years. No big deal. I'm going to, I don't regret, I have no regrets. Okay, buddy. Mr. Big. (laughs) Uh, Big, I mean, that's kind of just above average. But anyway, uh... So you made a deal with the devil. Mr. Gorbelly would like to make a deal with you. Well, yeah, but what do you mean? I think I, uh, guys are like, it's perfect. The devil made things perfect. I can't, not to, you know, it's the right size. So I don't, I don't, okay, Bob, you, you, you made a deal with the devil. You ever seen any of those movies about making deals with the devil? You, you ever see them? You ever heard of Aladdin? Or, wow, that's not a good example. Like, uh, you know, those people that make wishes, and then you be careful what you wish for. Yeah, but this is pretty straightforward. I mean, I'm dealing contracts all the time. Seven years for, you know. So it's a good deal. Seven years in hell. What may, who, who, who said the devil's going to stick to his bargain? Huh? What do you think you think you're seven years in hell, and then you're just going to head up right... Oh, they're going to take you right up to heaven, eh? Yep, yep, that's going to happen. <laughs> you guys are... What does Gorbelli want? Well, what if I say I could get you out of the deal with the devil? We'll get you out of hell. Minimum, ma- or maximum of a year. And boom, you'll be out of hell. You'll be gone. You'll be free. Guys, that's a ridiculous... I mean, you... you you're asking me to double cross the devil. Like, what if I what if I have seven years and then he adds like some penalty, and then, like, yeah, no way. You guys are, I'm happy, I'm happy with the deal I made with the devil, and no, 
Okay, okay, Bob. Uh, yeah, hmm. Richard, Richard, James, you want to take off? Yeah, look, you want me to, I could just pull his ear, or, 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 uh. Yeah, just give me a minute. Okay, so you could go to hell. You could, uh, um. Um, uh, what are we going to do here? What's it? We'll get you out of hell, man. I don't know why you're being such a, a pain in the butt. Okay, guys, go ahead and pitch me again. Okay, so here, here's here's you. Here's you. You got what you want. You're trusting the devil's going to give you seven years. Do you have any idea what seven years in hell is going to be like? It's going to feel like an eternity, even if it's only seven years. And that's just trusting the devil's only going to keep you there for seven years. What if he keeps you forever? You know, is that a risk you're willing to take? So what I'm offering you is minimum one year in hell. The rest, you'll be free. It's been a, you know, you'll probably, you'll, we'll, we'll get you up to heaven. Gar- guaranteed. Or, so you can come with us, one year in hell, maybe. Rest in heaven. Or, seven years in hell. Take your chances after you get out. Or, you might be in a hell eternity. Hey, hold on, Richie. Hold on, hold on. I got another idea. James? Uh, what? What? What in the heck? What, what in the heck? Where the hell are your damn clothes? What? Oh, jeez. What? Richie, I got an idea. Why, why don't you got any damn pants on you, damn kapoop? Well, I figure, uh, me and McGee here, I'm gonna drop. Hold on. Oh, God. Uh, hey, McGee, drop your pants. I wanna see. We'll see if it was worth it, man. Put it up against mine. Come on, here. I'm gonna get, guys, guys, uh, I think you should probably leave my office now. I would rather deal with Satan than this. Um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to call security. No, 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 you're not calling anybody. Yeah, McGee, McGee, come here, buddy. Hey, come here, I'm gonna come around your desk there. All right. Now you just take those trousers off. Come on. I don't know how long mine is, I never measure, but. Come on. Well, yeah, we'll see. You know, if if you're so happy with what the, the devil gave you, then you might as well uh, stack it up against J- James's bed. <laughs> if you're so happy with what the day, if you're so happy with what the devil gave you, you might as well stack it up against James's penny there. Uh, yeah, there's a little uh, J C penny. Is James's cash better? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, Richie, funny, funny stuff, buddy. Okay, come on, McGee, off with the pants, man. And then you know, if you see the, look at this. I don't even know. I mean, I want to see what this uh, giant thing you got from the devil or perfect. You know, let's see, because this one has been gone and back. I died. When I was in purgatory, I was gone. Wait, you guys are from purgatory? Okay, okay. Just take your pants off. Come on. All right, all right. I will take my pants off, and you will see. But it's not going to change my mind or anything. But, or maybe, I guess, yeah. Maybe I know I made the right decision. So just wait till you see this thing. Whoa, my goodness. <laughs> Yours does look like a penny now, James. 
Oh, wow. Man, the devil really hooked you up. Richie, you can believe this thing? That is, it's like a, uh, one of those rocket ships. That thing is good. Wow. The devil does good work down there, man. That, that does all, there's only one thing, like, so that's 100% natural. Yeah, see you guys? See what I'm talking about? Uh, McGee's, my McGee, my little, little McGee. See, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I just got, uh, McGee, I just got one question. So that's 100%. You got your full functioning, full nerve endings, right? Yeah, uh, every, yeah, right? All your nerve endings in this thing, right? So if I pull like that, oh. Hey, Richie, Richie, hand me that letter opener, okay? Let me see. Like, I'm going to put it right up against my, don't, oh, don't touch mine to yours. Oh. Yeah, see, like, it's like, like snakes fighting. <laughs> James, James, stop that. That's, uh, that's the devil's work. I, I don't know. It's no snakes fighting here. Well, we're just having some fun. Okay. Um, yeah, let me see that letter opener. So, Mr. McGee, what do you think here? This is kind of a little bit dull, but uh suppose I do a little operation. Okay. Okay, just let go of me. Please let go of me. And, uh, uh, okay. Okay, I'm going to sit back down <clears throat> and just tell me what you guys want. Please, please. What do you think, Richie? Can we trust him? Yeah, go ahead, James. Let, let him go. And uh, put put your shorts back on, please. All right. All right, McGee. I'm turning this back over to RW. What do, what do you guys want? Okay, so two things. Now, we're, we're not 100% on the devil. He's going he's gonna to come visit you, right? So, all I want you to do is when he's distracted, is see this sticker here? It's got some sort of electronic thing in it. Just stick it on his cape. That's all you got to do with that. Stick it on his cape or stick it on something. You know, act like you're going to give him a hug or a pat on the back. Are you crazy, man? What if the devil knows I'm st- stick? Yeah, he's going to know. He's the devil. No, no, no. The devil's not omniscient. So... He doesn't know everything. The devil's got plenty of blind spots. He's, he's, I mean, he's not, he's, he's way bit, you know, he's on top of things, but he's no, he's, he can't even hear what we're saying right now. Cause we got, uh, we got that, I think we got that, Jason, we got that figured out. Oh, of course. Gorbelly's got all that figured out. Okay. So you snack, get the sticker on him. I don't know. I don't know what it's for. I, I'm just a messenger. And then they take this coin. Here you go. Take this coin if you, uh, when you die, if you go out to go over the river sticks or whatever, make sure you pay with this coin, all right? So just keep it with you at all times. And that's it. You get to keep your thing. You, uh, we'll get you out of hell. Oh, that's all you got to do, man. So what do you say? Going to work with us? We got ourselves a deal or what? Oh, uh, yeah, I think we, I think, okay, okay. I think we got ourselves a deal. Yeah. As we catch up with them this week, we find them in a hotel room. Pretty standard hotel room. And they're getting dressed. And they're getting dressed in kind of old-fashioned clothes, you might say. 19, 
turn of the century. I, I don't know in my close history, but somewhere between the turn of the century and the 1950s. You know, kind of dark suits, stuff hipsters might wear today, but even that, even it might even be a stretch for a hipster. Maybe a steampunk hipster at a um, Renaissance fair. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not trying to hate on anyone. I have no sense of style myself. But anyway, they're getting dressed. They look very sharp, uh, despite the fact that their fashions are almost time. Actually, yeah. I'm, I'm correcting myself here because their fashion is almost timeless. So it's, they're getting dressed, pocket watches, suspenders, or breeches, all nine yards. And they're, 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 they're saying, well, let's check in and see how it's going. Richie, check me out, man. This is the best I look since I returned from uh, the dead, I guess, or the post-dead. Uh, you're looking pretty too pretty too good, Richie. Richie. Richie, you're looking pretty good, too. Ah, about time to get some wool around me. God damn. They have all these synthetic fabrics these fools wear nowadays. Cotton. You know, cotton to kill you. Keep some moisture close to your skin. Wool is what a man needs. Silk and wool. That is nonsense, sir. Oh, it... Go to go to the window and let some sunlight in this room. Gorbelly, I don't even know where. Yeah, get here. Said frozen. No problem, Richie. Okay, Richie, I'm open up the blind. What the, Richie? You got to get over here, man. I got to. I'm gonna. I got to figure out where. There's a world's fair. We're somehow above. I think we're in a world's fair, Richie. You obviously didn't read the uh, dossier last night from Gorbelly again. It is uh, somewhat of a world's fair. Yeah, there's a Ferris wheel down there and one of those wild mouse rides. And, uh, wow, it sounds like an atrium or a, a crystal palace. It's like we're inside and we're, our hotel is somehow inside this place. What, 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 is this a exposition, like a Columbia exposition, World's Fair? A, uh, what, what do we got here, Richie? Uh, would you, would you, oh, okay. Just basically, it's, it's like World's Fair, but it's, uh, for shopping. It's a World's Fair of retail. They call it a mall. It's a contained, you, you been a lot. It's like a, oh, this was part of our end, you know, you know. This, these are uh, self-contained um, climate-controlled shopping areas, shopping mall. This is where we are right now. It's the Mall of America, and uh, it's a. I, at one point, it was the largest mall shopping. Stuff. See here, there's air conditioning kicking on here. Do you hear that? And uh, it's a large mall shopping area, self-contained, like a department store, but not everyone owns all the departments. They're all individual-owned shops. Mostly corporations own them, not uh, individuals. But, uh, yeah, it's no good is what it is for us, us dinosaurs. And then Bezos is putting these places out of business. So it's no good. Uh, and so it's the largest, one of the largest in the world. And what we got to do is uh, Bez, uh, Gorbelli, 
He uses one of these shops in here as a uh, to launder his money. Apparently, as best I can figure out, and he needs us to uh, he needs us to work our retail magic on that thing. And he's he's I don't know. He needs us to get this, this shop he's running back on his feet, clothing store. So that's our job. So let's get to it. Oh, oh we're gonna be running a shopkeeps, eh? We'll be. Can I can I change my name? Richard, to uh, Jimmy Cash Pen. Ah, could I be English? Girl, no. You, we need to get this thing. Gormelli needs us to get this thing. At least so it looks like it's in the black. It don't, doesn't have to. It has to be busy enough so the feds are keeping an eye on it, on him or whatever. Hey, we need to get this shop back. I don't understand if he's in purgatory. How would he get? How does? Oh, don't. Why are you with the questions? You read the do- if you got questions, read the dossier he left for us. Okay, you were blackout drunk. We got here, complaining about some girl who broke your heart, some that librarian. And okay, let's just we gotta go. Let's go. We gotta work. It's five forty-five a.m. This place open. Let's go. So they go down to the Mall of America. I hopefully that if that's a trademarked or copyrighted, then America's Mall of the United States. Yeah, that's where they are. The Mall of American States. And they go there and there's, yeah, there's like a World's Fair atmosphere. You know, they have, um, it's not Snoopy Land or, because that's, uh, it's a synd- they have a syndicated comics land where all the syndicated comic characters are recreated and uh, rides named after them. Like... The circle of family circling wheel of um, fortitude or something. Anyway, we don't need to get bogged down in uh, this nonsense either. So they, we, we head out. Next thing you know, Richie and JC, James Cash, are uh, opening the store. They're, they're with uh, one of Gorbelli's, the store manager. They meet, they meet Richie, Richie and uh, James meet up with the store manager. All right, what's, what's your name again? Malcolm. Okay, Malcolm. Now, uh, yeah, what, 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 okay, so, yes, sirs, um, I'll be opening the gate, and, well, hi, what was that? Some kind of fake accent, because, uh, we don't have time for, we don't have to, no, sir, this is my, uh, real accent, uh, to distinguish my voice from, uh, you know, uh, this is my voice. All right. Well, anyway, so uh, yeah, as I take um, my corporate office called and said, you two are special retail consultants. You'll be taking over for the week or so and getting us back on our feet. And I'm looking very forward to learning from you guys. Well, yeah, that's what I want to talk about, Malcolm. Um, tell you what, why don't you take a, a day off or, um, because uh, me, me and James, we've got a, we're going to have a strategic meeting here. We want to see. Uh, uh, so you just take the day off. All right, we're not going to need you because I don't need, I mean, me and James are hard enough, you know, to work together. He's, uh, yeah, we need to do some consulting with each other in the business of consulting. All right, then, chaps, I will open the store for you. And are you aware of what's going on next? Oh, no, no, no. You don't, we don't need to be aware of any. Well, there's something going on next door at the. There's a store opening next door, and it's going to... All right, all right, all right. Just be on your way. You know, you'll get paid. Don't worry. All right, thank you. 
Richie, you, you, what the, hey, see you later, buddy. Um, I, I thought we were going to have employees. Nah, nah. Now, James, no offense, but uh, you're going to need to listen to me. I'm going to take, <laughs> Richie, Richie, this isn't a catalog, buddy. This is retail. Well, you know, James, uh, I've seen quite a few uh, attractive young ladies uh, wandering. Uh, there's a pretzel shop down the way. Uh, uh, Manny, and Annie Manny's or something to such. And, uh, you know, there's an ice cream shop. And I'm sure you, you know, you could, uh, you know, why don't you, uh, Richie, you think I got time for girls? This is retail, buddy. Retail. Retail. I fucking love retail, Richie. This is my shiznick. I learned that, you know, just like that. Um, so, Richie, no offense, buddy, but you were right. Or you were right, like writing copy and selling stuff in magazines to people. I guess this say technically is where we, okay, we'll work together, but can I just please take the lead, Richie? I know what I'm doing. Oh, God, brother. Uh, I'm all right. Well, okay. All right. Well, what do you suggest? Okay. Well, uh, it looks like we're selling women's fashion. As far as I can tell, I did look through some of the dossier, and the, uh, our target audience is uh, 16 to 32 women, upper middle class, or spending their parents' money. And, you know, fashion they would wear around town. And this is, uh, got a, all our price points are in here, so I figure we see how the the day goes. And um, what, 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 what? Did you see this in the front of the store? We were supposed to open in uh, about thirty minutes. There's uh, all these people milling about. Are they waiting to get in here? Because uh, there's a uh, hey, what are you what are you doing standing in front of our store? What are you be you, you people? Uh, you are a customer? Oh yeah yeah. Oh, you're low, yeah. Well, you're low. Are you here? Good afternoon. I'm the shopkeeper, and this is my partner. Oh, you guys are so cute, and you're, you're like old hipsters. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, we're waiting in line for uh, opening next door. Okay, well, you need to get out. This is our traffic uh, zone. Uh, can you get, uh, like, uh, you, officer, officer, over here. Officer, are you an officer of the law? Yeah, bub, uh, yeah, yeah, bub. Hey, uh, uh are you an officer of the law? security, bub. What can I do for you, bub? Uh... Bob, my, my name's Bob or Bob. Bob, listen, you bum, bum, you need to get these fools from stand. You well, what? You need to get these. You get out of the. Richie, 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 go back in the store. Richie, please, please, please. Hey, L. Eldo, is that your name? Yeah, Bob. Uh, so are you mall security, Bob? What can I do for you? Uh, what's, what, hey, uh, Eldo, what's, uh, with all this, uh, yeah, Bob, uh, got a dash, uh, 
stash opening next door, bub. Uh, could be some Kardashians here, bub. Doing some signings. They got their own security and uh, people lining up, bub. Okay, Aldo, what's a Dashian? What's a, what's Kardashian, bub? Dash? Dash? Boutique? No. Uh, okay, Bob. Uh, okay, well, there's these uh, real famous ladies next door. Good looking. The brother. Husbands. Stuff like that, Bob. People want to... They're famous like movie stars. Oh, so there's some movie stars working... So there's a, okay, so there's a boutique next door run by movie stars. Well, what movies have I have I? Do you think I've seen? No, Bob. No, no, no. They're not in movies. They're uh, in television. Oh, so they're TV stars like drama, com- comedy. Is it uh, which of the net NBC or uh, is it a, a, a no, Bob? Uh, no, Bob. The famous girls because the famous. Okay, I'm not following you. Anyway, not a big deal. Uh, Aldo, I need you to just make sure people can get in and out of our store. And I'll get to the bottom of this, okay? Yeah, bub. No problem, bub. Okay, okay. thanks, Aldo. Move on. Hey, hello, yo, young lady. I'm sorry about my business partner there. He seemed to be uh, grousing at you. Um so you're here for the Dashians, huh? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm here mostly for the Lord. I, I, I just want to, I want to meet the Lord. Oh, well, that's lovely. So you, so these Dashians are, whew, um, my brain is melting. So they're famous TV stars. Is some sort of religious programming that could be good for us because, like, so you're a religious. Are all people into this religion? Which religion is it? Roman Catholicism or Greek Orthodox or Protestantism? Which of them? Well, I guess then nowadays there are probably more religions than that. But, um, uh, uh, hmm. Okay. So the Lord is going to. Be there? Yeah, he's, I think, Lord Scott and uh, Courtney, they, they they don't say who's coming, but they said they guarantee two of them are coming, so I'm going to. Okay, so, okay, why, never mind. Okay, just, why don't you get back in line? I'll take care of that. Okay, so. Hmm. Okay, so we got these famous people. I got crazy old Richie back there grumbling. Okay, we're gonna make this. We're gonna make this work. I got a plan. I got a plan. Richie, Richie, come on. I got a plan. Okay, so there's gonna be press. There's got to be some kind of press here, Richie. So I want you to get the store nice and nice. It's pretty good, but try to get it. Uh, let's just get the store a little bit nicer. Oh wait, hold on. Yes, hello, I'm uh, French, fresh from the uh, uh, Wonderstar.com, uh, and uh, is this your store? You two uh, gents together? Uh, mind if I get your interview? 
Oh, yeah, welcome, welcome, friends. Is that Franz or friends? Franz, uh, yeah, so how do you feel about uh, Dash over the next door? Well, we are the most open-minded two gentlemen you could ever find. And we just hope that these wonderful women of television and their lord and their legions of fans that they inspire, you know, we're, we're proud to have them as neighbors. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. The Lord, you like the Lord. That makes sense. He's a handsome devil. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, so you think, <laughs> can, can I quote you on this next one? <laughs> you think you can, uh, keep up, keep up with the, the Kardashians? <laughs> James, James, get, the, we don't keep up with anyone, you nincompope. And I swore I would never say that again, but you're a naked, but we do not keep up with anyone. We're not keeping up with the Dashians or anybody. So just get to friggin' what's that? What's that? Oh, Rich, 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 you're going sorry, good side. Yes, sir. Sorry, sorry, that fronts. Um, you know, we don't, honestly, we don't spend our time keeping up with anyone. The Dashians or Greta Garbo or Melon Monroe, you know, you can call me on this is that our fashion isn't keeping up fa- fashion that's keeping up it's uh it's uh we we don't keep up we pass no we we exceed we exceed richie richie you know close though we eclipse we eclipse we don't keep up we eclipse no it's, uh, it's well almost 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 you know what fronts we trans motherfucking send here we don't keep up with shit. You can quote me on that. And I know you people swear, and that might offend the Lord or the Dashians, and I know the sport of censors, but you can quote us on that. We're gonna, we're not gonna, we're gonna, that's what we're here for. We're gonna take, take some Dashian ass, and we're gonna respect their Lord. But we're gonna take the business and we're gonna smosh it. I just this is just getting James, James, we just gotta get to work here. This is getting way too distracting with all these people and his voice. We just gotta get this retailed. We gotta get this ship right. Oh, hold on. We got another person coming. Richie, just keep your keep a lid on. Yes, sir. Hello, sir. I'm represent Dash Enterprises and uh, Kardashian Fortune. Uh, for the keeping up uh, the Kardashian show and the legal and accounting department. And uh, we'd like to speak to you about your, uh, for the next two days of your re- retail operation. We're going to ask you to shut down, but you'll be fully compensated. And not only will we be, we'll be compensating you, we'll, for, we're going to be blocking your traffic. We will double your usual sales intake and... I will also, I'm also, uh, authorized. I've been made aware you have a bathroom in here with a shower, a large vanity, and you have one of the largest, um, dressing areas in the mall. And we would like to use that as a green room and dressing for the ladies. Uh, and, uh, of course, Lord Distick will be here. And, uh, so we'd like to do that and we'll generously, generously compensate you. Right, Lord, you know, what is this, a religion? So you got a movie stars with their selling religious clothes that we'd have nothing of that rotten 
what what religion? Uh, okay. Well, uh, let me let me just can you sit right here uh, uh, and let me consult with my business partner one second, okay? Get the, can you just get out um get get the get get out the briefcase with all the stuff from Gorbelli and just see he this is he there's no way okay okay so let's let's see oh yeah okay last page he says uh oh dear he says don't if you go against the Kardashians you're gonna lose and that those are those people I said don't say anything bad about them. Uh, he said, do not, uh, he said, make, make love, not war, but not really, James. That's what it says in here. He's got all these DVDs of the show. He recommends we watch them, but he says, whatever we do, don't, don't go against the Kardashians. Whew. Uh, would have been nice, uh, Mr. Dossier, uh, know it all. Yeah, you're the retail king. Oh, excuse me, I'm Mr. Retail. Okay, let me just talk to this guy. We'll, uh, okay, sir, uh, we will take your deal and we'll be happy to host the young Kardashians tomorrow at our store. And we'd be more than honored to work with you. And, you know, it's been some confusion today. My partner and I are, um, a bit under the weather, but, you know, we'll do it. We'll, we're going to shut down for now and, and we'll just meet you here tomorrow to set everything. Oh, yeah, we have. All right, uh, Rich, let's go back to the hotel. So, so the guys, they go back to the hotel. They said, after they figure out, uh, that they need a DVD player that, you know, don't worry. They, they got expensive rooms. So they roll a DVD player up there and they proceed to discover the joy of ordering pizza and room service and, and the joy of keeping up with the Kardashians. And they watch every season. If I'm not sure if that's possible time wise, but. Yeah, it's maybe like 7.30 in the morning, 8 in the morning. So they've got, they go on a 24-hour binge. And, you know, they maybe they even watch some uh, Miami or New York episodes. We'll just do a quick peek in at some point. So, uh, yeah, James, James uh, who do you like? What do you think? Are uh, you a Courtney guy or Kim? Uh, you know, I'm uh, <laughs> Oh, oh, you know, what, 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 do you, what do you think? Uh, I'm, I'm a Chloe man. Courtney or Kim. Chloe's, uh, she's a vulnerability to her, Richie. Not to mention her beauty, but I, I don't know. There's something about her that's... Oh. Okay, can, can, can we talk about this later? Well, I just I just want to talk about it. like I I thought you would be interested in who I you know if I that's fine you like uh, Chloe but I you know I, was, I just wanted to talk about uh, you know Chloe versus Kim versus because Kim she's I love I mean Kim's great but she's kind of like beyond it's like Kim's like water you lo- you need her and you 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 love her but sometimes you forget how good she is. And that's what Court, Courtney's like. Uh, Courtney's like a little, uh, little uh, Scotch, well aged, fine. But then you forget. Oh, water's great too. I like Scotch and I like water. And the Lord, <laughs> I love the Lord. I would like. I can't. I hope he's there tomorrow. I, I mean, if I could move, 
you know, I don't men, men. It's not my thing. But if I could move, I'd like to be a fly in Courtney and Scott's room. Not, uh, I mean. Okay, can we just get back to the the movies, the show? Because um, the uh, the two women that are married to each other that argue a lot, they're fighting about uh, Kim's bottom or something. I mentioned. Oh, oh yeah, Kim's bottom. <sighs> okay, okay. So so that was like what twenty four hours was like for those two guys uh, discovering the Kardashians and the power they have, and you know. I mean, they hit the, luckily they never even got to um, the last season and a half because, you know, it's just not appropriate for two old men to be discussing, um, you know, for two old men that have already deceased and been in purgatory to be discussing the youngest Kardashian girls at any point. So they just stick to the, the OGs. You know, they even though I didn't cover it, they gave Rob plenty of shout-outs, um, even Lamar. How could you not like Lamar, you know? So that's all covered. Next morning they get up and they're giddy. It's like Christmas morning for these two. You would think they weren't grown men that have already deceased. I mean, you wouldn't think they would have had empires built on their backs because they're like twittering like schoolgirls. And then they're like, please, you know, they're please let all the girls be there. So then they race them all and they get past security and, you know, they meet up, they get their badges, and then they get loud into their store. And it just so happens that all the three girls and Scott are there. And they're, they're really, you know, they're getting their makeup done and trying on different outfits and prepping and talking, just like the show. And these two are just, like, sitting on the sidelines. They're holding each other. I mean, Richard and James are holding each other. And squeezing each other. And the Kardashians are obviously comfortable with their bodies. So they're like changing in and out. I mean, they're not seeing them nude. But they're seeing them in bathrobes and catching shots of bras and and legs. I mean, these guys have seen a lot of ankles, boys and girls. A lot of ankles. So they're, they're I mean, at one point, and Richard would kill me if I told you this, he fainted. And when he woke up, uh, who was leaning over him but Kim uh, with smelling salts? And then he fainted again. And he woke up again. And then the Lord was actually sitting on the couch like that he was passed out on. So they had this day, you know, and the Kardashians were more than kind to them. And, and you know, unlike any stereotypes they might have from stars back in their day, I think they probably had some run-ins. And people today, like, you know, they were just really pleasant and but also Kurt and business, business like that had a lot to do. So they were in and out and then they were gone and it was like this hangover and then they were gone stores empty and they're kind of in a hangover stage now. Like, Oh, Richie, Rich. Oh, James, James. Oh, I miss Kim. I miss Courtney. I think me and the Lord are going to get together and play golf. Uh, I told him, I, well, I lied. I said I knew somebody at uh, St. Andrews, and uh, he said well, he, he said he was a member. But anyway, yeah, oh, you know, Lord's best, Kim. Oh, I told you that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm, I've got my own stuff going on here. I'm going through whatever the, I'm going through some grief work, Richie, because Chloe's gone and I didn't have the courage to, I usually, I don't know what happened. Usually I can talk to women just fine and, you know, make them laugh. I couldn't, I, I was like, uh, frozen in her vulnerable Dreamy, dreaminess. Oh, what a day. This, I mean, this, uh, after uh, all I've been through my whole life, this Kardashian was the best. And also the manager of the store walked, he's like, okay, guys, I heard uh, the dash opening was big. Uh, so you guys got everything uh, ironed out? Oh, uh, can you sleep? can you come back? You got to rain on our parade now. We're just, uh, we're, uh, you know, we're down. Well, this store's a mess. The, the Kardashian is, uh, company is supposed to, they're going to, yeah, they're, they're going to send somebody by to clean it up tomorrow, but we told them not to bother because it's still, to be honest, it still smells like the girl's perfume, Lord's clone, and, and uh, we're just kind of basking, you know, in sadness. Just like the summer sun, and then it's gone and it's winter. Or something poetic. Yeah, um, why don't you uh, park it out front there, man, store manager. Whatever your name is, Travis or whatever, I don't remember. But go out front and, yeah, we'll figure things out here. Don't worry. Oof. I'm going to go into the dressing rooms. What the? Hey, Richie, come in here. Did you see that in the class? Jesus H. Yeah. Are those, uh, it's like they're, uh, it's like, I, tr- I tried to, I, I touched it and it, it won't wipe off. That's, those are permanent. Yeah. I think that's Kim's bottom. It must have touched the mirror when she was naked. And the power of her. But it, 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 it like crystallized the mirror in the shape of her ass. It's magnificent. Wow. Let's, um, oh, you know what? I just remember too. When I remember I was watching Chloe, she didn't know I was, I mean, oh, you know what? I just remembered I was watching Courtney. She kissed a mannequin. Let's go see if the lipstick's still on there. Oh, oh, oh. do you think we could, uh, put it on our own lips? No, 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 no. We're going to spray it with something so it never goes away. Oh. Oh, look, 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 look right there in that cheek of that mannequin. That's Courtney's lips. Okay, let me just, Richie, let me just. No, stay away from it, damn it. Go something, Okay, okay. You know, uh, you know, the mentorum, the only one that used it I know of was, uh, Lord. Um, I think I saw some of his, uh, body hair, but. Not body hair, you know. 
Wait, dude. Richie, no, you're not taking the Lord's pubes. Okay. And that sounds very blasphemous, but the Lord, Scott Lord, pubes, you're not taking those pubes, okay? I think I have an idea. So we don't need to keep up with the Kardashians. We just need to exploit them. Kind of. Like, if we talk about Kim's butt print and Courtney's lipstick and we can confirm it's real, we could say that people could get their pictures with them for a small purchase and then Gorbelli can say that purchase with whatever he wanted. It'll guarantee all them they're gonna be shopping next door anyway. We could do with you what you've learned about the internet, you could make it secret, like a secret club. Like the Kardashian Club, can we have a, sh- a handshake? Like uh, a handshake and a secret code co- to Coderay? Richie, whatever you want, buddy. As long as I get Chloe and you stay the fuck away from Chloe. Don't even dream about her. Um, yeah, we could do whatever you want. Um, no, no, I'm fine. I just want to, um, can we, uh, yeah, this would be great. And could I be called the Lord? If I'm in charge of the club, could I just be called the Lord? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. But the main thing is, We've solved our problem. Like, we don't have to beat the Kardashians. We don't have to keep up with them. Since the store doesn't have to make any money. So we got it. We'll have, like, this little Kardashian, uh, what do you call it, where you're... A little Kardashian Cove, or whatever we could call it, with Kim's butt print. Oh, it's like the... That thing that, that, uh, the, the real Lord washed his face with or whatever, right? Right? Yeah, I mean, her, oh, let's go back and look at it. Can we, can we take, uh, could I just have the, uh, could I just spend a little, I'm going to spend a little time with this lipstick here. Okay, but don't smear it, all right, buddy? Um, yeah, I know you're going to kiss the lipstick, and that's fine, but don't, make sure your lips are dry, because if you kiss... Courtney's lipstick with wet, wet lips, you might get it. So go ahead. I'm going to go uh, pretend to massage Kim's butt and pretend it was Chloe's, but I know it's not. But So that's it. We'll catch up with the guys this week. They're about 150 miles outside of Thunder Bay, Canada. It's Paul Schaefer's hometown. I believe it's in the province of Ontario, but I'm not positive about that. And they're in a unique spot, which is pretty cool. It's not on any maps anywhere, but, you know, because I'm partial to this secret stuff that's going on. They're at a, it's a, a relic of, a, of the Cold War. It was a former CIA training ground, and it was made to look like a Russian or Soviet version of a Western town where the Soviets would train KGB to pretend they were Westerners, like in a Western, somehow, and the CIA was training, like a like a double training. Like the CIA were training to deal with fake Westerners that were actual KGB agents. Don't ask me, I mean, don't ask me, this is a Cold War, none of it makes sense. But yeah, there was some place in Russia where they were training KGB agents, and it was a fake Western town and in Canada. Because no, I mean, it would be crazy to do it in the U.S., Somewhere in the middle of Canada where it's cold, they set up a western town. 
where CIA agents would train to deal with the KGB agents pretending to be. But but that's not besides the point because now it's a research station set up by some private rich guy some doing some sort of biochemical scientific research and also oil and mining, you know, is the cover. So various stuff and it's fully operational. Like they have the saloon and the hotel or motel, what do they call them there? Hotel, I guess. You know, post office, you know, houses, stores, whatever. You know, you know, you guys, you know what I'm talking about. Fake Western town. Very cliche. Hans Zimmer sent James Cash and Richard Warren there on their mission, and they checked into the hotel. And now they're in their hotel room unpacking. R.W. opens the briefcase that was hidden under their bed with the dossier, and that's where we'll pick up. Hey, Richie, Richie, what's the, so what's in the briefcase? Hmm. Uh, uh, the dos- dossier? Oh, can I, can I, there's a, is there anything else in there? Because it looks like there's a box in there. Yeah, there's a box in here. It's, it's got my na- name on it. says R.W. for R.W. And first place the doc- dossier here, it says, this box is for R.W., not for James Cash. James, if you're reading this without R.W., do not open. So I'm going to open it when you're uh, in the bathroom or something. Nick poop. Well, well, Richie, what's our mission? What's our mission? Okay, okay. Well, pipe down, pipe down. Okay, we're supposed to go to the restaurant, the saloon. This is some sort of research. We're supposed to look for any, anybody that's acting strange. And he doesn't know who we're here for, but we're here for somebody. Could be a man, could be a woman. And we're supposed to catch him. And once we get to town, we're the strangers coming to town. So they know we're coming. Our cover story is to act strange. If people ask us why we're here, just, you know, make something up that sounds made up. Oh, Richie, that's my specialty, buddy. I wonder if there's any uh, ladies. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So that's about it. We got to look for someone strange. Yeah. Can you, uh, I'm going to open my gift. Well, Richie, how, how do you know it's a gift? Well, for my performances thus far. I'm sure that Mr. Gorbelli has been observing us somehow and uh, he wants to repay me in some way. Or maybe it's a special tool because I'm the leader of this. Whoa. whoa. Who, who dealt with the Kardashians, huh? Oh, don't bring up the Kardashians, please. I'm having trouble. I, do, do they have a DVD player? No, this is like some old-fashioned joint. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's hit that saloon, buddy. Uh, I saw it was looking cool in there. Well, you you go ahead, you go ahead, and I'll uh, catch up. I'm gonna open my uh, my gift. James Cash goes down to the saloon, sits down, orders himself a, a whiskey and a beer, and he's observing things. And it's mostly scientists, types, and some oil leatherneckers. I think they're called maybe leathernecks. You know, some oil types. So kind of a couple clicks, like a science click, a physics click, a computer click, leatherneck click, management click. They're all around the saloon. Everybody's drinking. He comes in and everything stops. Not to mention he's in like his 19, you know, hundreds-ish 
somewhere between 1900 and 1950s garb, you know, wool tweed type outfit, pocket watch. Like I've said before, I'm no fashion maven. But he goes in there, you know, and he's James Cash. I mean, he's Cash. He's strutting. So the ladies are catching. He's catching the ladies. Uh, he's, he's, he's in his own. He just sits down, kicks back. Finally, uh, this guy comes up to his table. Tall guy, about 6'4". Kind of cool. Cool customer. That's all I can say. He's got short hair, short military style haircut, whatever. It's not important. The guy comes up to James Kill. He's got an accent from somewhere. Bah! Ma, sit down and join you, say. Well, as a matter of fact, you may not, sir. Well, that's quite rude for you. You wouldn't let me sit down with you and join you. You're new in town, eh? Uh, yeah. No, no, duh. I'm waiting for my buddy. He's opening a present. He's coming here, okay? I'm trying to... Your your hands are on a seat. I want you sweating on a seat. He wears expensive clothes. Well, I'm just trying to see, uh, you can, you, buddy, you're certainly acting strange. Are you acting strange? Well, no, sir. I'm not acting strange at all. I'm just being friendly, like a friendly guy. Right, right. So, uh, there's nothing strange about me here. I'll just be going on. Forget I even was friendly to you. You know, bye. Uh, and James like, wow, that was awkward. It was almost like that guy was making up stuff. <laughs> Trying to come up with stuff on the fly of what he was talking to me about. And that was strange. But actually, you know, R.W. rolls into the room like a cold breeze. And uh, he's muttering to himself. He's kind of hunched over. He's got something under his arm. Rah, 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 face, face. What are you? What are you? What is it? He said, ah, James, James. Why didn't you sit over there? This is a draft right here. What is it? What is it? Fuzz. Richie, have a seat, buddy. A lot of strange people in here. Was it? Was it? And R.W. puts this beautiful inlaying box down on the table. All wood, different inlays, you know, of other woods in different patterns that are beautiful. You know, whatever that means. See, it's polished. It's rubbed. It's oiled. What it, you know, it's beautiful box. Beautiful wooden box. Has no... It's almost just like a wood, piece of wood, though, because there's no hinges, no apparent opening, but it's beautiful. Puts it down on the table, just takes a look around, calls to the serving waitress. Says, eh, eh, you, a whiskey, a hot water with a lemon. She said, she looks at him, she said, oh, okay, right away. You know, you're expecting her to do something. She didn't do anything strange. She said, oh, that's strange. JC's, uh, Richie, what, what do you got there? What's with the uh, beautiful inlaying wood box? See, yep, that was my gift from, uh, Mr. Gorbelly, Mr. Hans Zimmer Gorbelly. Left me this box. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, the, what's it for? Yeah, it's none of your business. In fact, I don't know if you should be looking at this box. I might just put it, put it, put away. I don't want to leave it in the room. I don't trust, just trust anybody around my box. Well, uh, do, do you know what's in there? 
I said I don't want to talk about my box. Anyway, let's take a look. So you talk to anybody. Yeah, this one guy came over. He had a strange accent, and he was acting strange. Everyone else is just staring at us and listening into our conversation right now. So I don't know if that... Hi, folks. Yep, we're new in town. We'll be here. We're just... uh, We're inspectors, and we're going to be doing some inspections. So everybody just, you know, go about your business normally. You don't need to stare at us. Go back to your drinks and stop staring. Even though I'm addressing you, you can stop staring. Richie, Richie. All right, all right, all right. Break it up, you... uh, uh, We're going to... Don't make me come up with any demerits for you people. We need to write a report on this and have it back to the home office. On all of you. So if you don't, you next person makes eye contact with either one of us is going in my box. Got it. Hey, see me, sir, sir. How you open the box, eh? James, stop with the fake accent. I that I know that was you. Oh, sorry, Richard. I thought I'd trick you, buddy. All right, just go back, people. All right, just see that guy in the top hat, right? James, James, that guy in the top hat, he's got a mustache. It's curly, cute. He's got a top hat. I can't trust him. He's no good. You know what they say? You know Canada? Those are the kind of people the Mounties kick, chick, chase down from time people, the railroad tracks, stuff. Oh, keep, I'm, I've got eyes on him. What about you? Well, there's quite a few... Quite a few ladies here uh, I'd like to uh, interview, but I, I, honestly, I'm distracted by this box. Why do you think Gorbel gave you a box and not me? I mean, is it, can I lift it up just to see how heavy it is? You think something's in there or is the box deuce? James, this is why I have the box because, see, you're, you're distracted. You see, those people are just late. Go, go, uh, don't worry, I'll note it in my report. Okay. Uh, uh, yo, what? Excuse me? Yes, sir, we're going to dinner because it's a dinner at 7 o'clock. So everyone go to dinner at 7 o'clock. That's what time in the restaurant says at dinner. So it's not strange. We're being perfectly normal. It's dinner at 7. Okay, okay. Move along. You don't, I know what the schedule, you know, that's strange. Let's go to my report. All right, James, let's just go to dinner. Richie, can I carry your box for you? Right, right. So the guys go over. The guys go over to dinner. Just you know, there's about 35 people in this town. As I said, they're all mixed. Very diverse group, age-wise. Much more diverse than the game of Clue, if you've ever played that, which is a very white game. Over 50. There might have been some people under 50, maybe over 30, but a lot more diverse than Crew. But uh, Clue. <laughs> they get to dinner, and you have to share a table. Uh, it's a six to a table and they happen to have the table with the guy at the top hat, two ladies wearing flapper dresses, a guy that's so drunk and a really drunk guy that is dressed who looks like a, a minor for a minor, minor 49er from the mining days. So they're, so they're eating dinner. All right. All right. So. This here is my friend James Cash, and I am Richard Warren. I'm pleased to meet you folks. You with the top hat. What's your name? 
Beauregard for tuning in, sir. Yeah, what kind of accent, sir? Hey, um, Thunder Bay, Ontario accent, sir. Uh, really, really. Can Paul, you know, said in my d- dossier to say that doesn't sound anything like Paul Schaefer. That's going to my report. Uh, Paul Schaefer. Right. Rich, Rich, no, you know, Paul Schaefer is. Oh, yeah, James. I think, you know, yeah, he was, I think he was alive when I was alive at some point, but. You ladies, you, uh, what do you call those outfits? Wow, this is a flapper dress. My name's Matilda, Matilda Jenkins, and I'm a flapper tonight. And this is my friend. Yes, hello, I'm Louise. And I'm a flapper, too. So we're flappers, and yeah, what do you? You guys are dressed up great. You, you, you're strangers in town, so you're writing some reports, huh? Great. So yeah, we're flappers, flapping away. Pop it up, tube it up, pop it up, pop it up, boom, Scooby. And hey, buddy, what's your name? Boo! My name Baby Doo. Hehehe. <laughs> I'm going to put my bows in this soup. The bows in the soup. Pop-a-doo. Pop-a-doo. <laughs> what in the heck was that? All right, all right. You pipe it down with the beard there. Okay. So, uh, from my report, I need to know uh, what uh, top hat. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Well, as uh, head Beauregard, I'm, I do relations with the city of Thunder Bay, and I make sure that any uh, we follow all area regulations, and we follow environmental regulations, and I'm the liaison, you could say, to Thunder Bay, Ontario, and Canada as a whole, and the United States, and the CIA. Did you just say something about the BGK? What was that CIA, KGB? Is that it was some kind of... was it? Hey, James. James, I... Come on. Hey, James. I was looking uh, across the room. There's a guy trying to listen into it. What? Did you... Can I just shake your box? Can I just shake your box? Oh, you naked poop. Don't ask me about my box for these people. Excuse me. Folks, I noticed you know, noticed my box, which James is aware of as well. This is my box, and I don't want any of you to worry about my box. All right. So I'm just going to get up. I'm going to go to the restroom. My box is going to stay here. James is not going to touch my box. And I'm gonna be gone. So our RW get so RW gets up goes to the bathroom. About halfway through the bathroom, thunder hits. Lights go out. Lights come back on. The box is gone. He turns around and he says, "Exactly what I wanted to happen. Exactly." He says, "Clear out the room, except for you four at my table." There's supposed to be some out of six, but it's only five, four, five, six. Oh, I guess it is six. You five. 
Do not leave, James. You're one of the people who's not leaving. So clear everybody out. I am going to conduct a interview of each of you. Because now my box is missing, just as I knew would happen if I turned out the lights, or the lights went out on their own, whatever it could be. And I've got you people just where I want you. And you, with the top hat, you're at the top of my list. You two flappers. Okay, well, one second, let me just check one thing. James, come here. Hey, Rich, Rich, what's up? Please tell me you didn't take the box. Please tell me when the lights went out you didn't take the box. No, why would I take the box, Richie? I don't want to take the box. I didn't touch the box. I don't say, please tell me you didn't take the box. You're going to make me look like a fool. I thought this guy's probably has it in his top hat. Or oh, that niner, minor guy's got it in his beard. Please tell me. Wait a second, you're sitting too. You're not sitting on my box. Okay, Richie, I'm sitting on your box. I'm sorry. Here. Okay, anyway, well, I already kicked everybody out of dinner except for you people, so you might as well finish your dinners. And, you know, what do you guys think I should do? My friend here, he just takes my box, tries to steal it. He's asking me a question. It's my box, you're right, right? Top hat, what do you say? Well, it's Lisa, here in Canada, and in, in Thunder Bay especially, we have the spirit, the, the saying we say in Thunder Bay is the spirit of man is only as spirited as what he gives to another man. And that is what the spirit endoubles. Yeah, that sounds made up to me. It's like a load of garbage. What? What? what, what that's nonsense. Well, sir, that's the nonsense we believe in Thunder Bay. I'm sorry. That is not pleasing to you. Okay. Anyway, so you, I don't even understand. Anyway, next, you, Flapper One. What do you have to say? I think James Cash Penny's just so dreamy. So I'm just dreaming of a foobadoo ba ba ba, scoobadoo boo chick chick Yeah. What about you, lady? Uh, I, I'm, I, honestly, I just do accounting here and I hate dressing up for dinner every night and I hate Canada. No offense, Thunder Bay. And uh, I just wish I could go home. So, wh- what? It, could you put me in a report that I'm unstable? And then, if I had your box, I'd beat myself with it. Okay. All right. All right. That'll be in my report. That doesn't. You. Drunk guy. With the beard and the. Uh, what do you got on? Overalls and. Uh, was that some sort of red unitard? What do you got to say? We have my own fiddle, and I'm going to fiddle and do. We have, I tell you, I'm my drug miner, and what I'd do with that box, I wouldn't share it, none. I would take it up to the mountains to my claim and use it for sticks to clean my teeth and some kindling and twiddle sticks. I'd play some twiddle sticks. And that's about it, because I'm going for gold. Okay, I hate this place. James, what do you think of this? Who's your, who's your suspect? It's one of these, these four nanka poops.
Who do you think it is? Well, I'm afraid you're wrong, Richie, that it's none of them and that they're all innocent. Okay, well, pick, pick one that says this and we'll send it on way. And send the depressed lady out. All right, you, lady, go back to your accounting work. You're not going anywhere. Oh, great. Goodbye. Okay, now we got three of these clowns. Obviously, Top Hat, you're not going anywhere. I don't buy your Thunder Bay garbage. I don't buy you flapping around. This guy's drunk, but I don't trust him. Stand up. Stand around and let me see if your uh, unitard's got the thing where you can go to the bathroom. Then I'm... Oh, good God, that is gross. Okay, you can go because that's clear you've used that backdoor thing to use it. What is that for, Richie? So if he's up in the mining and he does so he doesn't get cold, he can still go to the bathroom without taking his clothes off. He just opens that flap back there. That's what all that stuff is. Yeah, disgusting. All right, so we got you two. Which so what do you think, James? Flapper or top hat? Uh, neither. I'm gonna take the flapper back to my room and I'll interview her. I'm going to scoop it up, Bob-a-doo. And you want you, uh... We're uh, sharing a room. Oh, really? Well, me and Flapper are going to go up to the room. We're going to hang out. We're going to do some, uh, what do you call it? 23 Skidoo or whatever. Transylvania 65,000 stuff. And, or, you could give me your box. And me and you could go up and put whatever's in your box. And, or you could just stay here with the top hat guy. Okay. You're going to stay here with the Top Hat guy, then? You're going to stay here with him in your box? All right, Top Hat. You're going to say, go on, go on, leave me all alone. So RW's there alone with the Top Hat guy. All right, Top Hat. I don't like the looks of you. I don't like your Thunder Bay garbage. I think I've said that many times before. I don't like your Paul Schaefer, whatever. So I'm going to... I, I, I'm going to tell you what I really think. Oh, why don't you? And all of a sudden, boom. Th- another clap of thunder. Lights go out. Another clap of th- lights go out. It's pitch dark. Pitch dark. Another clap of thunder. Lights go back on. And sitting in front of RW, where his box was, his beautiful inlaid box, is one of those round bombs that villain, old-timey villains have with the... um fuse coming out and the fuse is lit what's what the you are a villain and the uh villain with his twirly mustache and his top hat raises his top hat he's got rw's box and then he goes zoinks he runs out of the front door of the restaurant and james is richard's right but ah, ah and he runs out and uh, dives out the front of the door because he's waiting for the thing to blow up. And it just goes, psh, like a sound like that, nothing exploding, psh, and like uh, explodes with uh, confetti, the kind of confetti that's sparkly that looks like an explosion. And he dives, RW d- d- dived into the dirt street head first, and he looks up, and the villain's standing there laughing with his box on his head. And the whole town's around them. And it's, oh, yeah, 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 have a fine joke at my expense. And they realize they have pitchforks and torches. And they're like, that's him. He's the leader. 
He's the one with the box. That must be where he keeps the reports. He's going to write us all reports. He's going to cut out our shares of the, our discovery of the gold, the gold, the black gold. That's the miner doing that. Black gold. We got black gold. They just want to cut our shares. They want a corporate's going to cut our shares. So they start like throwing stuff at him. And they're a mad mob, you know, with the, they're going to burn him or pitchfork him or whatever. So he's running down the street. He's yelling up to James, James. And, uh, at some point he stops. He runs back. He knees the, uh, the mustache guy in the nuts, grabs his box and then runs again. No one had time to react because who would have expected that? And he's running down the street, the Western street, you know. It's not very long until you're at the edge of town and the people are running after him. And then, boom, at the other end of town, there's another group of people. It's like children of the corn now. They're circling out. They're coming at him from, James, get down here. Meanwhile, James upstairs, and he's knee-deep in flapper, is all I'm going to say. I don't even know what knee-deep means. Uh, knee-deep in flapper. That sounds like a slaughterhouse term. I had a terrible day at work, honey. I was knee-deep in flapper. And, uh, yeah, I got E. coli in my kneecaps. I don't Sorry. But so, so, so James, but he's like, here's R.W., his best friend in the world and in the afterlife. And he climbs off the flapper. And he just looks at her in the eyes. He goes, are you the evil one? She goes, quite, I'm quite evil. I'm quite evil. Yes. Like, he goes, pop, pop, does two fakes like he's going to hit her. And then, uh, I don't know what he does. He, uh, does two fakes he's going to hit her, grabs her, throws her in an armoire, locks the armoire, and then books off. He jumps off, you know, swings on some rope, very heroic, like Earl Flynn style. He sees R.W. go down alley. He's surrounded on both sides of the alley. And James lands on the roof across the street, like swings across the street on some sign that says, you know, 1950s night tonight at the cafe and saloon tonight. So he swings across, he lands on the roof across the street, which the physics of that, the, uh, you know, one side of the buildings are four stories or something. You know, that's how the physics of that worked, that he was able to swing across the street for you physicists. And so he lands on the roof. And he sees R.W., he's pursue, pursues, and he throws down the rope. And Trope City, he goes, throw me the box. And he says, uh, you know, he goes, you already threw me the rope. So it's not Trope, kind of, I guess. But he's like, climb the rope, hold on to the rope. He's like, throw me the box, hold on to the rope. That's just James saying that. And R.W. is kind of like, oh. Throw me the throw me the box and I'll pull you up. Don't worry. So, or could you could just give it to the mad mob? They're about to get you. And so he throws the box up. James catches it and then he starts looking at it and it's like he's like, huh? And they pulls the rope up. He goes, eh? There are a bunch of scientists and stuff. I already got the evil lady. No one's gonna hurt you. And so they get to, the mob gets to it and R.W. is like looking. I mean, JC's like looking at the box trying to figure out. He's like, hey, do you, you know how to open it? Of course I know you, Nick Kaboom. Well, how do you open it? Throw me the rope. I'll, I'll show you. The crowd's about to get me. They're going to 
They said something about, I'm going to mess up their shares. I don't know. Give me, pull me. So then he pulls him up. <clears throat> and he takes the box and he smashes it over his buddy's head. And inside the box is a picture of the flapper. And he says, you know, fallouts, fails. This is who you need to catch. Hope, hope you, hope the box didn't get in the way of you too or something. I don't know. Some life lesson in there that I'm not smart enough to come up with on the fly. Or the box is a metaphor for their friendship. I don't know. But the thing is, they got the lady in the armoire. And also on the note, is that flat, uh, other than that they're supposed to catch this one flapper, is that the uh, chopper's going to be there later to pick him up. Tonight, we pick up in the city of Palo Alto, California. And the guys, they just happen to be on a day off. Would you believe it? They got a couple days off. Corbelli set him up in a nice California craftsman bungalow in Palo Alto, California. Home to the internet, Facebook, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, or nearby, I don't know. Stanford's there, too. So I got this house in Palo Alto. Richard Warren's just kicking back, reading the paper, complaining about income poops, about Bessos, about Amazon Prim, Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime, whatever. He's complaining. He's drinking a glass of fresh lemonade made from lemons. He's making lemonade from lemons. Literally, in the morning, he made lemonades from lemons because there's lemons in the yard. And now he's just enjoying the fruit of his labor. Is lemon a fruit? I don't know. But he's just drinking lemonade. James Cash is off, out and about. He said not to worry. Of course, RW's not worried. I, I'm wondering where he's at. But about 4 o'clock, who comes home but James Cash? He comes out in the backyard. Richie, Richie, Richie. Hey, Richie. Drinking some lemonade still? Oh, no, you're done? I figured you uh, you were the kind of guy who can make lemonade out of lemons. I always knew that about you, buddy. It's a metaphor, huh? But it's a fact, too, when you do it. Anywho. You hear that, Richie, Richie? You hear that? Anywho. Anywho. It's like anyhow, but anywho. I heard somebody use it today. It's pretty funny. Anyway, Richie, uh, we got a dinner guest coming. What? 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 Reza, Fresen? What do you mean we got a dinner? What? A... James, you can't just be inviting people over here. Corbelli set us up here for, uh, this is like our safe house. You just gonna invite people over? Reza, you, you, uh, you gotta check with me first. I'm the box holder, remember? Yeah, no, R Richie, this is, is an apology. It's actually a surprise for you. I want to apologize for kind of being inconsiderate about your box. And I've been thinking about, you know, our big plans of, you know, getting Bessos. And how are we going to get him? You know, Gorbelli, we got to carry out these missions for Gorbelli. But I don't know about you, but I've never formally kidnapped anyone, you know, like a, a figurehead like this. So I figured, you know, I got a surprise for you. Don't worry. It's coming for dinner. What's up? Well, you, you, you didn't kidnap anybody and bring them here, but there's nobody hidden in the basement right now, right? Hey, Richie, it's California. They don't got basements here. Oh, no basements, eh? Well, I, well that's, that's, 
why they, why are they saying why don't they anywho <laughs> Richie Richie don't worry we have dinner it's gonna be great uh oh is that the doorbell I hear could be our dinner guest so guys go inside and get to the front door and James is all you know James Cash style he goes Richie Richie by the way by the way Richie call me Cash from now on I'm Cash. That's what I've been going by here in uh, the Alto Palo. <laughs> Anywho, Palo, Alto Palo. Yeah, call me Cash, right? You can call me Cash. Got that? I might call you Cash. Nick Kaboom. Uh, call, call, call you Penny. How about that? Uh, penny. You loafer. <laughs> Anywho, that. Anyway, you Nick. All right, I'm not going to say. All right, what was that? The, so James, a.k.a. Cash, opens the door. There's a young man standing there probably somewhere between 24 and 29 years old. And he's got a smile on his face and he's carrying a, uh, he's carrying a, carrying a, a box from a bakery. Kind of awkwardly. Ah, uh, hi, Mr. Cash, Mr. Cash, hi, it's me, uh, Darren. Yeah, Darren, come on in, man. This is my buddy that I was telling you about, R.W., you can call him Rich if you want. So, uh, Mr. Warren would be fine. Here, man. Pleased to meet you, Darren. That's, uh, well, actually, sir, my uh, name's Darian. Darian. Uh, Mr. Cash, my name's Darian. He said, was it? Your name's Darren. Darian. Darian, is that some strange? Darian. Darian. Darien, like Darien, Connecticut. That's uh, that's a place. No, no, no. that's no name. No, no, it's uh, it's, it's spelled spelled differently, sir. All right. Anyway, anyway, what's uh, what's uh, what's, uh what? well, I'm here for dinner. Mr. Cash invited me, right, Mr. Cash? What time's dinner? Oh, Darien, Darien, Darien. Oh, go on. Let's go put on the. What do you got there? You didn't have to. What did you do? Uh, you told me to bring dessert, Mr. Cash. Oh, that's right. That's right. What do you got there? Well, it's a uh, Palo from Palo Alto's finest bakery, the Madame, and the Monsieur, and it's called. Uh, it's their uh, seasonal fruit tart with seasonal flour and locally sourced Petaluma butter and sugar from the sea. Sugar from the sea. What in the? Oh God! All right, put it down, James. Cash, cash. Penny. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Cash, Mr. Warnock, who you? Oh, never mind. Just uh, a, little, a little joke here, Darren. A little do- joke between us. Anyway, what's for dinner? What do you have for me and your guests here for dinner? Oh, dinner. Uh, uh, Richie, I thought you'd be... Uh, I thought you were making dinner. Uh, I have a, uh, in the refrigerator, I have a uh, pitcher of lemonade. We'd have that with dinner. Uh-oh. And, uh, I suppose we could have this, what'd you call this, Darren? Tart? Tart? We'll have this tart for dinner. Sounds great. Uh, Darren, once you sit down, we'll get some, uh, Richie's grabbing that lemonade. And, uh, let's see, uh, so Mr. Cash, uh, well, he's gone, uh, it may seem like it was just going to be the two of us, and you were going to take... Remember you said you were going to take me under your wing with uh, with uh, 
you know. All right, all right, here we go. I got some lemonade for you boys. Ice cold, ice cold lemonade. Ice cold lemonade here, five, five bits. <laughs> all right, all right, there you go, Darren. Drink up. Oh, thank Oh, thank you. Sarah, uh, do you guys have any sugar? Oh, yeah, we got some sugar from the sea. <laughs> right out front. Uh, no, no sugar. It's a uh, lemon, lemonade. It's lemons to aid. Aids your digestion. Clarity of mind. Clarity of spirit. Enjoy. Uh, uh, J. Cash. Mr. Cash, can you uh, hit me with that tart there? Yeah, sure. Uh, Richie, Richie. So anyway, you two, uh, uh, yeah, you just show up for dinner. How's he, uh, what did, uh, he, he, uh, what did he, uh, can I have a piece of tart? Oh, is that the kind of guest you are? You bring a tart? Okay, give me, give me a tart. What, how'd you guys meet? Well, Mr. Cash here, um, uh, we were at, I, uh, we met at the, uh, Durr's Cat, Durr's Cat. It's a popular cafe in, in town, and... I was, uh, I was, I was quite impressed with, uh, Cash's, Mr. Cash's, uh, he was very, he's very charming man. Oh, yeah, yeah, James. He's a charmer there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, try spending him. Yeah, he's a, no, he's, we're, we're close friends. I, I understand, young man. You, you see something in him. Okay. But yeah, um, so he had promised to, uh, teach me to, uh, talk to girls, you know, because I'm, I'm not a. Oh, you want to learn learn the ladies? Well, you're in the. Ah, uh, you know I'm a. I've been a married man myself, but uh, I could uh, probably, uh, you know, we could uh, retire to the yard with our uh, lemonades after the start, and we could talk a few uh, thing or two. Uh, but anyway, what uh, cash? Is there something in it for me? Because uh, otherwise, I gotta. Well, yeah, yeah, Richie, Richie. Now, don't worry, Darren. I'm gonna get to you and your lady thing, lady problems, in a a roundabout way. So you just gotta trust me, okay? You can trust Cash, Richie. Well, Richie, you know about our project, and remember, our project involves these new, the new rich, nouveau rich. You know that, as they say, and, and I wanted to find someone, kind of like. What our new project is based on. The person we're trying to, you know, base it on. I want to find someone like that. Like as a model so we could test out, you know. I don't know. Wouldn't it have been easier if we just caught caught the guy? You know, wouldn't that have been the part where we would have tested it out? Because we already, if we got him, we are, the whole thing is get Piss us. Cash. Once we get him, we got Darren here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Richie. Yeah, once we get him, what are we going to do with him? Okay, that's my thing. Why don't we practice that, okay? Can we just, it's too late now. Okay, I hear what you're saying, but Richie. Hey, guys, um, it's a little, uh, uh, oh, okay, okay. Am I supposed to, is this part of, is this like one of those like improv traffic school type things? Is that what, 
Okay, I get it, I get it. Okay, so you guys are like here for the internet. So you're pitching, you're pi- are you pitching me? Are you going to pitch me? Oh, I'm going to pitch you. Piss us. Oh, no, it's, it's Dar- Darian. Darian. I, I have great respect for Mr. Pissus, but I'm no Pissus. Okay, okay. I got you. I got you, Cash. All right, all right. All right, Darian. Dar- Darian. Darian. All right, Darian. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your qualifications as uh, a mini Pissus or whatever you're claiming to be? And uh, you tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, okay. I can do this. It's like uh, first principle of improv. It's always say yes, R- right? Are you, can you tell by the look on my face? What I don't... Okay, okay. So, um, okay, so I'm Darian, and I'm a, you might call me a serial entrepreneur. I uh, was a what? Serial entrepreneur, and I'm uh, right now. I'm in my fifth. Uh, well, I'm pre-launch, but this is the most solid idea I have. But yeah, I have a couple things under my belt. I've got um, a reputation out there over there on Sand Hill Road. They know me a little bit, a little bit. I have uh, I have assets that are ca- I have cash assets, I have stock assets, and I have real estate assets. So I'm covered. So I'm not looking to pull any money out. And you know, I'm I'm pretty much ready to go on this next thing. I have. No team. I'm looking to start a whole new team. And I don't know if that's what you guys are uh, here to pitch me on. But I'm over the problems I've had in the past with my bladder was a medical issue. Though, Despite what you may have heard, the crying, we're just moving on from that. I mean, it's no longer, those are no longer issues. And, you know, to be honest, I mean, I'm still of the person that's like, Solid idea is a solid idea, no matter if it comes from where it comes from, okay? From the mouth of babes, I mean, okay. But I'm I'm in a stable, beyond stable. I'm flourishing, as Dr. Drew might say. So, yeah, and any of those problems, other problems you might have heard about are gone. And I'm working, so I'm going to form a new team. But the assets are there. Foundation is there in the house. I have the plans to build the house. Okay. What in the is it? Uh, I got a feeling that you know, <sighs> Richie. Richie, calm down. Okay, Darren, just take a couple breaths, buddy. Okay, we're not. Okay, tell yourself this is a friendly room, and say yes, right? Whatever you're the impro, impro improvement thing. You're... Okay, think improv. Yes. I'm saying yes to my problems are my future. The pro- my problems are the bridge to my future. My setbacks were set up for this comeback. Yes. Okay, go guys. I'm ready. All right. All right. Uh What? I think I said you start a lot of businesses. That that when I'm with you so far, all right? There Darian. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you tell me one? Uh, I'm on your team, right, Cash? Right? Is that the right language? So why don't you tell me uh, one or two? Uh, tell me about some successes you've had. <clears throat> wow, this is really working. 
and whoever paid you guys. I don't know if it's my dad. Never mind. Let's just talk about that after. <sighs> yes. Well, sir, Mr. R.W., let me tell you about a couple of things I've done. First of all, you might have heard about my phil- phil- philanthropic side. Uh, Bud.me. Bud me. Which we tried. That wasn't the greatest title, but that was my attempt with um, to. It was a shelter share. Maybe I should have called it shelter share. It was sounds too homelessy. I think we did that in the brainstorm, but it was to connect <coughs> animal shelters across the country with people looking to adopt and trying to figure out ways. It was a kind of like a social net, a mini social network. To just okay, it didn't work out, but that I, that was the starting point, and we didn't get very far, but we had a huge write-off because we were commissioned, and we we're still able to bill uh, the ASPC something, whatever the animal shelter place is, and then write off that as uh, you know donated services in lieu or whatever you accountants call it. So that's one. So. Big write-off. All right. Uh, you now you're talking my language, boy. Ah, tax write-off. All right, next. Okay, next one was, uh, again, this one. This is where I made my first bag of dough. It was called Inventory Buddy. And then we tried a couple of things. You might know it now. It's a little more famous. It's called uh, Clickventory. It's called Clickventory which I also thought of, but it wasn't in the original thing. But after I sold it, I told, anyway, I made a lot of money and you guys know who bought that. The big E to the B to the A, a one. So it was a, it was a home inventory program. And what you do is just took a picture of anything in your house. Say you have a TV, take a picture. Say you have three, t- three TVs. Good. Take pictures of your TVs. It'll look it up. Say you bought a fourth TV, take a picture of that. Says, hey, you already have three TVs. Do you want to list your TV on Craigslist? Do you want to list it on the bay? What is that? What? It's like, you know, oh, because oh, you guys, I'm getting it. Like, you guys are like in period dress. Okay, I'm saying yes. So those are like um, virtual garage sales. Garage sales, basically, but anywhere in the world. Oh, oh God. So you're telling me I could get rid of offload my junk? Just by taking a picture of it. Yeah, it would estimate the value. It would tell you you could just do a direct list. Since everything was already populated. So we sold that. Oh, damn, man. You're killing it. You are killing it. You were making a big prop. So the home thing, how much How much you selling? How much is that service going for? How much you selling? No, no, I just sold the idea. What was it? The idea, but how much money was the idea making? No, no, the money, money wasn't making, the idea wasn't making any money. It was just an idea. Like I sold it for, at the time value or what the shares are worth when I sold them. I don't know, was a, uh, probably F when I sold out, I sold some, there's some cash, probably like about 19 to 25 million. But dollars? Oh, fuck. Wait, so you sold an idea for that was pa- paper, paper. I knew it was going to pay off. I knew that stock was going through the roof, but probably original paper value, 
Nine. Nine mil? Nine million dollars for a frigate. I dare. What are you, what are you, what the hell is going, Rick? James, what the hell's going on down here? Is someone gone? gone? This is Bizzle's fault, I bet you. Richie. Yeah, this is, uh, I like it. I mean, we. I like it, but. Okay, I'm just trying to say yes, you guys, but. Are you guys are. When are we, we going to get to the girl stuff? Like, cause, okay, I'm just worried because I didn't sign anything before this. And I've already had some embarrassing stuff on tape. So I just need to know whoever put you up to this that they're not taping it. I mean, if this is like, I'm assuming this is an esteem building thing and you guys are some set of LCSWs or Psy Ds or whatever the heck. And that's cool. Or maybe you're just an improv group. And as long as there's a NDAs and I can see them or you give me like a wink, wink, like my lawyer like, who set this up? My dad? My lawyer? I mean, I only lost control of my estate. I mean, technically it was a year and a half, but it was really the 51-50. Anyway, okay, so I have concerns. Is, is this being taped at all? Oh, Terry, Terry, Terry. Well, we're, we're friends here. We're friends here. No, no, no. We're here to help you. You're here to help us, all right? So anyway, let's tell me. Tell me your next big idea. Okay, well... Uh, well, you know the iPhone, right? No, 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 no. Okay. Okay, let me show you. This one, you, now I loved how they put it, the, the G-Maps put it into their maps. But, I mean, <clears throat> you might remember, I was the first person to, to hit this in this way. But And I think I had the best name. It's called Lulu. And it was a bathroom finding app. So, and I still have the, uh, you know, I had it on, was first one of the big first cross platforms I had on the, the Palm OS ecosystem, Web OS ecosystem, you know, all the early ecosystems, even on flip phones. And but you can see it on the iPhone here if you check. All right, so Lulu, what is it? Is like, uh, what is it like? Is that some kind of talking pet thing? No, no, no. It's a bathroom. Find a bath. It's like one of the first. Was CNET? All of them voted it the best bathroom finding app, and. You know, the app didn't make it, but they put it into GMAPs, so. All right, so you take this box here. Yeah, and you just hit there. Oh. All right, it's got a review of the bathroom. Hey, uh, James, you're not allowed to use the bathroom in the house anymore. Richie, come on. Come on. I was trying. I used tissues, man. Anyway, you uh, could go down to... Uh, Star, Star Barker, Star Barker, right down. Got one, uh, it's point four miles. Uh, okay. What's, uh, okay, that one there is Mc, Mac, oh, McDonald's. Huh. Damn Ray Kroc, still in. So, yeah, so I sold that, um, and that was, uh, pretty penny. Because that was in, you know, the big J stock. <clears throat> So, yeah, I sold that one for about four. At the time, it was 40. I still held on to some, so now it's, yeah. I really don't, the thing is, guys, I don't have to work. I'm, I just, the, I guess our goal in these sessions, is there going to be more than one of these improv sessions? Or 
Um, Mr. Cash, you're really being quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Darren. Yeah. I'm just uh, letting Richie take this because he's kind of the, I'm the flash. He's the brains. I got brains, but, you know, just trust Richie. Okay, Darren? It'll be okay. And the women are going to come get, get all this out of you. Okay? All right. So, Darren. Darren. You know, oh, I bet you these people are like, how you, how you take this box and you find it? What kind of magic's in this box to find me a bathroom? What do you got, flies going out there? But don't worry. Let me put, you guys sorry if I put my arm around you, Darren. Um, well, I, no, I don't. <clears throat> Sir, could you just, all right, anyway. So, back in my day, you know, you know how I made my first equivalent of what you made about, well, not close, but I made my first money out on the train tracks and I was selling watches, you know, wristwatches. And those guys, the station agents, they couldn't believe it. They said, how'd you take a clock off a wall and put on a, what do you got, like uh Tinkerbell in there, little fairies putting their watch together. You know, how do you get it down? And they even smack, <clears throat> they would have me smash one open and they'd see the little gears in there. And I don't know how you get the gears in this little bathroom box you got, the eye box, to find the bathrooms. But yeah, they couldn't believe it. I'd say, no, it's kids. It's uh, little kids putting it together. New York City. And it's not fairies, but... So I don't know if you got fairies in this box or you got warlocks, but we both know it's kids putting it together. I don't know how you get, how many little gears you got in there, Darren. But anyway, pitch us. Pitch us on the big one. The one you're waiting for. Come on. Okay, well, I'm trusting you guys on the NDA stuff here because this is a big one. And... uh I don't know. I get the idea that you guys are being nice to me just so you can smash me down or something. Well, it's part of your training. You got a self-esteemer with this prodding. So the, ne- the, my, the next idea I'm bringing to market is called Coffee Q. And let's go. You guys follow me. I'm going to take my phone. We're going to go right down to where you said to go to the bathroom. We're going to Starbucks. And you guys just watch. I'm not going to watch my phone. It's off. Bath- you can use the bathroom box for that. I'm going to put it in my pocket. We're going to walk into Starbucks. I've never been in the Starbucks before. And you just watch. So they all three of them, they leave the house. They walk around the corner to the coffee shop. And Darian walks in. And he goes up to a special line. Remember, this might be in the future. <sighs> goes up to a line that says uh, coffee queue. How would he? Don't don't worry about the. Goes up to a special line and they say, "Hey, Darian," and they just hand him a drink and he goes back and says, "What's up? They just give you that, that drink for free? What's what what the what? What do you mean?" Darian says, "Ha ha! Well, that's the magic of coffee queue. I just signed this store up to be one of my uh, beta testers, and let me show you guys. Sit down, have a seat. Do you want a drink?" What, are they giving, they're giving them away free? No, they're not giving them, okay, let me show you. So this is a, it's a location aware app. It works. It's going to be not just at Starbucks. It's going to be coffee shops everywhere. I've got many independents signed up. I'm going with uh, all the vendors for the iPad checkouts. 
Square, you know, Square, they're all on board. It's location aware. It knows your favorites. And you just program it in with your name, prepaid. As soon as you get within a distance of your regular shop, it'll just put your order in. So as you're walking in, puts your coffee order in, pays for it. If you want to change your order, it hits you really quick. It goes pong right before it sends your order. So you could change it. I could add two drinks for you guys. Or I could change my order. I could say, huh, I don't need any coffee right now. It even will know the time. It'll know, like, how fast you walk. So it'll be counting it down. If you're wondering how long your drink is going to take, it'll, it'll be counting down. It'll be counting down on the other side of how long till you get there. Boom, you get there, you get your drink, you drink it. Nobody, no money's exchange hands, no ordering exchange hands. It all happens, as you said, Mr. R.W., in the box. Well, God. The only problem is how many damn coffees people drink nowadays is uh, coffee. What's that, 25 cents? How much is that thing with the whipped cream? Uh, this was $5.95. What? Oh, my God. Well, how much is, like, uh, how much is, like, uh, if I had a chicken for lunch, how much would that be? Yeah. Value, $4. Oh, jeez. Is there a coffee? Sh- how many coffee? Coffee consumption. Is through the roof, RW. Well, that's all I got to tell you. I don't know what. Let's go back to the house, guys. Because I, 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 so they go back to the house. Darian's like, uh, they go back to the house and Darian. Listen, guys, can you can you guys sit down? All right, Darian. What is it? Yeah, Darian, Darian, buddy, it's me, Cash. Don't worry, we're gonna get to the girls, guys. Uh, you guys don't work for any improv group, do you? Um, no. I don't even know what that means. And this isn't like a practical joke from my former friends. No, Darren. It's no, not a practical joke. And you're not going to teach me about girls, Mr. Cash? Uh, Darren? Nah, buddy, Darian, I'll, I'll teach you about girls. It's going to take a lot of teaching, but I, no, nah, no. Nah, uh, I, I wasn't planning on it, but I will now because I feel bad because you look down like a dog. That's, that's neat. Oh, so I don't understand <clears throat> what, why, what are you guys, are you guys like going to attack me? Or is this like some theater absurda? I don't. Wait a second. You guys, Mr. RW, you've been asking me a lot of questions. And then I can remember there was like um, a weekly reader, I remember, that said that Richard Sears sold. Are you, so you're pretending to be Richard Warren Sears? Because, so are you guys like historical, like instead of like Civil War reenactment, do you guys reenact? Uh, listen, buddy, we're not from this. Oh, you know, so, okay, the, are you guys real? Or is this like, am I having an episode? There's only two things. There I'm having an episode where you guys are from some alternative universe, just like I've read in the comics before. 
It's number two, buddy. We're from Purgatory, and we're here to get pesos. I don't like them. In fact, I dislike them. James here is along for the ride. Ah, uh, Richie, Richie, I'm not more. I'm a partner, partner, and we inadvertently got you involved. And you know, I see a bit of you in me, son. And I like your style. And I was thinking about your coffee cue. And thing is, we're committed to getting, getting, go getting him. You know, he's up there in some. Not Washington, D.C., but that state of Washington somewhere. And we're going to get him. We're going to get him good. I don't I don't want to get you involved, buddy. But I love that coffee, Q. As long as there's coffee to be sold, it's going to sell. So I like you. And I'm sorry. Wait, so you're telling me, so you're Richard Warren Sears, you're James Cash Penny. Two brilliant. I mean, you guys have, right? Were you guys smarter or did you inherit your money? Well, we're, we're from the ground up, buddy, just like you. Well, my dad was rich, but he's a plastic surgeon in uh, the valley. But, you know, yeah, I mean, now I could buy like a five or six million of my dad's. But anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, so what if we like, what, what, what if I agree to help you guys? Like, get business? What, can I help? Oh, buddy, yeah, you can help, but uh, I don't know. What I was trying to think is, like, your coffee queue app. I was wondering if we could use that to get them. I was going to use you. I'm sorry again. I trick you and stuff, but I don't know if that's big enough, like, to get them. How, you know, I'm not sure who would want that. I'm sorry to say that, but, he, you know, as far as I can tell, he doesn't need, he's got this business where, he doesn't control the means of production, but he doesn't need to. He doesn't control the means of distribution, but he doesn't need to. And I just can't find a weak spot thus far. And I don't, you know, these uh, this med this the box you got's cool. Coffee bathrooms is great, but uh, I guess I'm a little bit down. Cash, what? Why don't you take over? There, anybody? What he's saying is, uh, we haven't found found a way to get. Yet. But and we also have other work we're doing while we're here, and obviously you can't tell anybody because that you know. But since people think you're crazy anyway, if you tell them, it'll be fine. Yeah, I mean I don't know what we can do, how we could work with you because if we don't, if it doesn't have a weak spot, you know we still got work to do. We'll figure it out. Thanks, Darian. We won't tell anybody you're crazy if you don't tell anybody about us. All right. Well, you know, guys, you know, you like, what if Bessos, his weak spot is Bessos? Bessos, weak spot's Bessos. Like his wife is a, like a trollop or something? No, no, no. Like, okay, let's, let's say he could, he's a little bit after the big two, but if, I can't think of anybody else that's carries the name cash. I mean, there's a lot of guys that want to be, you know, big names like guys my age that think they're hot stuff and so much better than me with their ideas. But, you know, in their fancy names, I mean, they think Darian's lame, you know, they got a name, whatever. But 
So we have, because Bezos is kind of like Richard Jenkins, you know? Richard Jenkins, is he, uh, is he, he was the Secretary of Interior under Hoover? No, the beloved character actor, Richard Jenkins. Is he, uh, he worked with, uh, the guy with the big, uh, uh, okay. So Richard Jenkins is a beloved character actor. Probably the, maybe the best. But then you got the big two. You got Gates and Richard Jenkins doesn't have a hard edge like Gates does or Bezos doesn't, you know, with that dark side and that brilliance. And I don't know who would play, well, who would be the best <coughs> character actor for Bill Gates? It would be like Nick Nolte or that Irish-Scottish guy that was in Super Troopers and all those other movies. I don't know his name, but they could be that guy. And then you don't got like the quiet Steve Jobs kind of guy with like a cult status and iconic and beloved. I guess that'd be like Benicio del Toro, character actor. Or Nick Cage? No, I guess Benicio del Toro would be Steve Jobs. I mean, not play him. But so, who's Richard Jenkins' worst enemy? He's so good. You want to see him and everything. But that's his worst enemy at the same time. He's Richard Jenkins. You know what I mean? I have no idea what you're talking about. But I like it. So what if we used Mr. Cash's cachet? <laughs> I like it, Darian, Darian. And we use Mr. R.W., you got the edge. like, Because I'm kind of like, like you're kind of like Gates. You're kind of like Jobs, and I'm kind of like Bezos. I don't know. I'd rather be this Richard Jenkins fella, to be honest, because he sounds great. Well, no, he is great, but you're missing the point. No, no, Richie, Richie, I'm, I'm a Jenkins. I'm Jenkins, all right? How's Jenkins sound like this? Hey, hey I'm Jenkins. Hey, uh, who's it? Who's it? Who's it? Was I? Uh-huh. How about you think, Darren? Richie? No, no, I'm going to be Jenkins. Jenkins be me. All right. Okay, guys, you're fighting over... Guys, you're fighting over like a misplaced metaphor. I was trying to use Richard Jenkins to explain. I guess it went over your heads because you're from another. Do they have TVs in purgatory? Don't ask any purgatory questions. Oh, boy. We could have six, seven hours. Oh, boy. Don't, don't, don't go there. We could. Okay. So we put together something that has just enough flash just enough edge, just enough cult thing, like a something to get us into his inner circle. And then you guys get him. And then I think this will be like my quest to get some, you know, worst case scenarios, I end up back in the hospital and you guys are just a figment of my imagination, but I, I can't even spend all the money I have. Uh, so... <laughs> I mean, why not? I mean, as long as, 
yeah, I mean, if this if this is my break with reality, I'm going to embrace guys, and I'm proud to be a part of your team if you'll have me getting pesos. All right. Well, only thing I I mean, as long as I can be Jenkins, uh, I'm willing to take you on, Darren. Yeah, Darren. Darren, uh, you know, I'll take you on too, but uh, I'll teach you about the girls, everything. But yeah, could you go by Darren? Well, guys, I'd be, uh, how about if I go by Jenkins? No, 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 no. All right. Well, yeah, let's put something together. We'll put our heads together. And, oh, wait, 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 Darren, one more thing. Uh, before we get business, we are serving a man, evil scientist. He was, uh, on the, uh, on the allied side, so you don't got to worry about that. But. Uh, nonetheless, he's an evil scientist, evil with greed and power, not with evil. And uh, he's the one who broke us out of purgatory. His name's Hans Zimmer Gorbelli. He's Italian-German-American. Okay? There's no affiliations with those nasty acts of scum. But anyhow, anywho, <laughs> any, it's not funny when we're talking about WW2. Uh... He, we kind of serve him as an itsy-beatsy chance that if our luck doesn't pan out, he could be the devil. But I'm pretty sure he's a real guy. He's going to get us back into purgatory and eventually heaven is our plan when God fights about the Solbezos thing. So that could be affect your, you know, I just want you to be on board with the disclosures and such. Yeah, so you could go to hell, Darren. That's what he's saying. Well, if there's a break with the reality, then none of this is happening if it's not. Hmm. You know, nobody's ever believed in me that I'd be capable of carrying out a plot like this to take down one of the most famous men in the world to get him in some obscure, non-specific way. But to come up with some kind—I mean, this—I feel like I'm in a James Bond movie. Yeah, I'm in. All right, can we do some kind of secret handshake? No, no, no. Let's go back in the backyard, drink some lemonade. But that lemonade's gross. Richie's uh, I'm gonna have some more of this tart here. And that's it, guys. Go back in the backyard. And that's the end of the episode, folks. Tonight, our episode opens in a graveyard. Richard Warren Sears is standing the head of a podium, surrounded by about six mourners dressed in black, caskets laid out in front of him. And I don't know about you, but I'm worried it's James Cashpenny, the one in the, the casket. Because he's already, uh, technically he's already dead, so hopefully he's not dead again. But anyway, let's check in. Oh, wait, no. As we get closer, I see James Cashpenny, the head of the mourners, not far from Richard Warren. And, and oh, wait, Richard, Richard Warren is making a speech. So let's, let's, let's just go. Um, gathered friends and family of Darien. My voice is hoarse. My heart is heavy. As we say goodbye to him today, he died too young.
It died in my arms. He was like a son to me. A short son. I mean, a son I only had for a short amount of time, even though he was grown. Like a foster child, son. Or a big brother, big one of those things. Anyway, like if I was in court, the court assigned me to... Anyway, I thought about what I was going to say today. Darian asked me to speak at his funeral if he ever died in my arms. As he was dying in my arms, he asked me that. And I, I reflect on the last week or so I spent with this young man. Darian introduced me to this American hero that I wasn't familiar with. I, I've, I've lost track of following history. And I missed this part of this brave hero he looked up to. There's many mythological tales about him. He must have been in the... Darien must have been a young man when when this hero rose against the fascist... This fascist regime it seemed to control America's military from the inside. And he was a freedom fighter. We spent, as I spent time with Darian the past week, and we were working a lot. He, he liked to, to show this, this, I guess it was a propaganda, piece of propaganda piece that made by the fascists, believe it or not, but that the freedom fighters took, people like Darian took to heart to inspire them. This, this man, that means so much to Darian, this hero, it means so much to me. You all know him as the Cobra Commander. And I know that recently they've made more propaganda films against him. As a new fascism rises maybe in this country, we need to be bold and keep an eye out. But Darren would tell me how much he learned as we watched these these animated cartoons about, about the Cobra Commander. Now, please, sir, no shouting. We're here. I, I'm speaking for Darian, sir. I'm... He's your son. He, well, you'll, you'll let me finish because I'm I'm his speaker. He died in my arms. So once he died, so just pipe it down. First thing Darian told me about the Cobra Commander is that he learned persistence. Darian faced many obstacles in his life, but he he was kind of persistent. He said Cobra Commander was his idol for this persistence. Never gave up. You know, when we watched the propaganda films, it was like every morning the Cobra Commander would wake up. He would turn on his turn off his alarm. Get up. Shake off the last day's defeat. Look himself in the mirror. Which, I guess depending on which mask, because he has that silver mask, which would be weird if you were looking at the mirror with the mirror mask. But if he had the cloth, anyway. No, he might have been disfigured, but he still... He looked himself in the mirror every morning. He said to himself, How am I going to take down these fascist G.I. Joes? Today. Darian learned not just from the Cobra Commander, but from his mistakes. Darian was bold, but he wasn't as old or nothing. He used a little bit of caution, unlike the Cobra Commander. Some might say that's what held him back and caused him his insanity. 
issues that had him locked up for a while. I don't care if it's confidential. It's a funeral. He learned. Daring had these apps. He loved to make these apps and use these technologies in these boxes. He was a tinkerer. So was the Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander used his passion technology who pushed the limits of possibility. Why can't we power our base in a volcano and use the magma as an energy source? You know, and now they show, you know, oh, that's what the Emperor did or whatever that other, I don't know. Why can't an aircraft carrier fly? You know? It's almost like common sense defying common sense because he had no limits. Why, why not a robot and a clone army? And sure, these are recycled in your popular culture, but it was your original American freedom fighter, I guess. And maybe not. I guess uh, the second battle of American freedom fighters uh, after the Paul Revere's was the Cobra Commander. And the last thing Darian told me was that, yeah, he was a flawed person and he Gave me hope because flawed people seem to be more interesting than these milk toast propaganda. And I'm sure that's what those fascists were like. Uh, very monotone and perfect. Oh, we don't make mistakes. We're G.I. Joe. We don't, we don't, our tactics are flawless and we're so, we're such perfect moral, moral fiber. We're good, do gooders. You know, it's garbage. Cobra Commander, he wasn't perfect. He was infantile. He threw temper tantrums and was selfish and cowardly. That's what real leaders are. Not real people like Darian. He was a coward. He was afraid to talk to women. That's why he was his age and single. Very inexperienced. Oh, please, woman, don't cry. Said mother. Oh, here. Your son was nearly a virgin, so just... Don't cry. Darian liked to say that the Cobra Commander introduced him to a new age. Wait, what cash? Okay, I don't care if it's fiction. I thought it was historical. Yeah, I thought it was a historical reenactment. Okay, good God. He introduced a new age. What kind of freaks and geeks like Darian? They would be the ones supplying the answers. They would be the leaders. The failures and the losers would be the ones solving our problems. Okay, okay, what is all this? I'm sorry. Uh, so that's, I'm new. Okay, I'll wrap it up. Okay, okay. Some people yelling. Okay, well, you're going to accuse me of killing your son. We'll do it. We'll just let's bury him first, and then we can go talk about it over there for the love of your nincompoop. Are you sure you oh. Okay, goodbye, Darian. In honor of a great Cobra commander, I want to say you, G.I. Joe, may have won the battle. We will win the war. And by we, I mean people, I mean, I'm pretty normal, but, you know, people that are different, they're going to win the war against the perfect I guess I'm not perfect. I know I've got a pouch and some other things, and I use an inkaboo. But uh, so what? We're going to win the war, you. Okay, okay. Let's go talk, okay. 
So, so after a lovely speech just given by Richard Warren, Darian's family was bloodthirsty, to say the least, at the speech about Cobra Commander, the untimely death of their son, who seemed to be on the verge of making even more money, and these two strange guys dressed in old outfits claiming to be his stepfather or claiming to speak for him, and also in possession of his will, and that seemed to be the, the driving factor. And so Richard Warren didn't have any, no qualms about it. He's like, let's go meet. We went to the conference room of the cemetery, and they all sat down, and there was a lot of screaming going on. So let's just pick it. You know what? I, I did not, we did not kill your son. So let's just start with that. We did not kill your son. Well, well, actually, this is, I'm, I'm Brad, I'm Darian's father, and we actually have proof. You know, someone posted on Reddit, Darian was filming himself eating peanuts, and uh, let's just cut to this film. So they, they cut to this, the guy starts playing on his phone, it's this video. And kind of goes like this. All right, Darian, this is Richard Warren. Now, I know you're full of fear. Cobra Commander seems to be, he's afraid too, but I want you to overcome your fear. And these allergies you speak of, we're going to have this, we're sitting there eating peanuts, you say, oh, I can't get near the peanuts, I'm allergic to the pe- peanuts, Not a, they're, they're not poisonous. Your allergy is some sort of asymptomatic fear or something inside you. So you just need to eat this bowl of peanuts and not be afraid. And you'll be fine, Darren. You'll just be fine. Yes, good God. Richie, Richie, are you sure about this? Because uh, I, I lived a little bit longer than you. And there was like this. I've heard of this peanut out. James, James, James. Uh, Darren, eat the peanuts. And then the tape plays on and Darren eats about 65 peanuts. See, see there. He's finishing the peanuts. He's fine. That's the tape. The peanuts didn't kill him. It was afterwards, we drank a liquor, and James scored a couple bottles of ether. And at some point, your son passed on. I don't know if it was the ether or the liquor, but it wasn't the peanuts, all right? And everything else he consumed, it was sad. Okay, we lost your son. Untimely. An overdose of ether and alcohol is, is, a, is a fine way to go. So if Darian did go... He told me he was singing to me and home on the range and said he was going home to the range and he was laughing. So your son didn't have a painful death. He just died. And I don't, I don't understand uh, what this nonsense is about, you know. I mean, I guess I can, okay? Darren was a great guy and I could have used him. So yeah, I can see why you guys are all mad about us. And I, I apologize for this whole Cobra Commander mix-up. I did not know he was a toy. Darian said he loved. I thought that was like a... The, I was confused about the whole Cobra Commander thing, so I apologize for that as well. Um, that's it. We have Darian's will here. He signed it. Um, and that's it. I don't understand uh, you people... You get nothing, and and Cash and I, we're uh, taking over his company and his money. So I think it's a good day to you. Oh, no, 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 Mr. 
What's your name again? R.W. And this is Cash. Just Cash. You can just call him Cash. Cash James. Well, I'm Darian's father, and no. I cannot. We are not going to accept that will. He just willed everything to you, and he died. We're going to call the police. Police already investigated. All right. Kind of. There was no ether. That was off the record. Um, what, well, what do you want? What's your game there, Mr. Dad? You're going to, you want to do, what, what is, I've been reading about this plastic surgery, and I'm not a vain man, but what, I, you, you two men are going to be tied up in court, and Darian's money is a state, it belongs to us, and we will take it, Richie, 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 hey, excuse me, Dad, hey, Richie, this is bad, because, uh, we can't get tied up in court. We got to figure this out because, um, our gore belly will probably kill us, or it can't kill us. But we'll either we're gonna end up in hell or back in purgatory. We can't stir up this. We don't even have legal names. What are we gonna do? Oh, don't worry. I have a Gorbellia subsidiary. That's who Darian actually left it to. You and I are the CEOs, sole shareholders. I set it up all through one Gorbellia. No, but you know. Like, we don't have a, how, how can we, just cause Corp, well, I got fake IDs, I got it all. Yeah, but we can't, you're not listening, like, are they going to tie everything, we, we need to, you, you fought, fought, we, we have to complete Gorbelli's missions, and get Bessos, man, I don't, I think you're getting a little mad with power, you gotta come correct, what would Cobra Commander do in this situation, would he just, you're overcomplicating things. Just like Cobra Commander, and then everything is going to blow up in our face. You're going to make a big, oh, jeez, now you're throwing Cobra Commander in my face. Well, thanks for nothing. But you're right. Hmm. Okay, yeah. What is your game there, Pops? You want some, uh, you guys want a little payout, huh? We want a little Darian's money. Uh, we want all his money, sir. Well, I can do that. I could give you... We'll just redo the wheel right now. There's just a, a group of us here. Is uh, is uh, he's worth quite quite a bit of money. I could tell you how much he's worth. After you agree, you, you you, how about this? I give you the money, and I keep the apps. Oh no no, honey honey, it's me. Um, he was working on that coffee app. He had told me about it when he, we you know we had the bedwetting thing. He said it was because of the he was, couldn't he was so excited about it, it wasn't because he was stressed or nervous it was because of about the coffee app coffee queue. We 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 want the coffee queue app and the other apps. Okay, okay, okay. So you want all of Darren's money, which is a lot. Now you can have that, and you want the I'll give you the rights to the coffee queue app. I'll give you the rights to the name, and all the profits on the coffee queue app. I don't want to do it. All I need to do is just keep the, some some code that he wrote, you know, the code, the underlying code. I'll take that, and then I'll sign. No, 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 we want all of it. We want all of it, the coffee queue. Okay, okay, you're going to play hardball with me then. Okay, did I mention, because, yeah, we could tie this up in court. I've got all the time in the world. I've got plenty of lawyers too, bub. So... And I'm pretty sure I don't know the laws that well, but I wonder how much of Darian's money I could spend defending this. If any, or all of it. All 
$780 million of stock, real estate, and cash holdings. Or you could just take that money and leave me and my partner alone. Well, and the coffee queue app, because that's probably going to be, yeah. And the coffee queue app. And I'll just take the math, the code, Darian's little code right here. See, it's listed all. Coffee queue API, all that. You can have the coffee queue name, the coffee queue profits. Now just take the math. And we could call it even, you know. You get the billion dollars. You're billionaires now, people. Congratulations. Okay, okay. I think I think we can write. Okay, so let's just sign it. You guys sign here. Okay. Yeah, you guys just take this here. And, uh, okay, okay. You guys just sign there. Initial there. And there. Okay. And James. You're, you are you're, you're a notary public now. Just sign it, uh, Cash James. Okay. And that we're all set. You guys have the money. You have, you know, all the other stuff. So congratulations. Richie, man, you just got screwed on this. What, what are you thinking? James, how little you know. We... Might have lost the battle, but we're going to win the war. This math is what we're going to sell the Bessos. It, it, according to what Darian said when he was in this ether fever, other than that babies were eating his arms, and something about number four pencils, like he was trying to, I think he was trying to joke with me, like, what's with the number two pencil? I mean, uh, was it number three or number four? Oh, wait, you know, does he have a, doesn't he feel bad? He's not number one, you know? And what is number one thing about the whole thing? He's in, uh, uh, why, why am I losing all this work to number two? I don't know if it was one of his favorite comedians, but he was, you know, he said he was going to start doing some stand-up or something, but he would laugh when he said, he said he finally solved this whole pinging and notification and phone awareness and stuff I don't even know, but he said it's all in the code. So, we just Cobra Commander, those G.I. Joes, and that's it, buddy. We're going to get Bezos. We're going to keep Gold Belly happy. I know we've been off, off the radar, and we're meeting with Gold Belly's lawyer later. He's happy about this. So, that's it, buddy. It's just... So, we won. Darian, if you're watching, I want to tell you... Cobra Commander would be proud of you. And you know, if you're out there, purgatory, look up my man Jerry. He'll hook you up with uh, newspapers so you can read about us. Maybe some episodes of G.I. Joe. And I know that Gojo gives me the chills in a bad way. And that you're probably, you're like a, a Destro and that swamp guy that could change his face, chameleon man, mixed together with a whole lot of Cobra Commander. And that ninja guy, the, the, 
both both ninjas, you know, the good ninja and the bad ninja, because they're both cool, man. You got the best parts of both of them. It's like I'd probably give you an eagle and a wolf and a Robweiler. They'd all be on your side, not on the Joe's side. Then you'd have their... You'd probably invent something so wonderful, Darian. I know you would. Like a aircraft carrier volcano cannon. Somehow you'd lift an entire atoll off of the sea. But you'd invent some sort of tubing that would still connect to the earth. The earth's mantle. Go all the way down to the mantle, but it's fireproof. Probably some new crystal. Cobra Commander paid billions for that, too. But you, 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 you'd have superseded him. I, don't, I can't remember if Cobra Commander had a... Had a, uh... How come they didn't, they didn't have any inventors? Like, they didn't... I mean, he had those two evil twins, right? I think they were talked to rhymes or something. But yeah, Darren, you'd have a you know, volcano... Uh, what do you call it? What do you call it? Volcano aircraft carrier. I guess it wouldn't be aircraft carrier because you wouldn't need a very much aircraft to your flying volcano. Would fly. You'd probably be so smarter than Cobra Commander. Like, you'd go to the largest U.S. city and you'd tell G.I. Joe that you were going to blow up the city if they didn't disarm immediately and put five trillion dollars into a Swiss bank account connected to subsidiary accounts that were untraceable. And then the Chad Joe would, you know, plan. of course they'd say, oh yes sir, we'll go right along with you, sir. And the town, you know, they try to be evacuating and saving lives. And say, oh no, yeah, we're going to put our weapons down, but really they'd have a strike force ready. They'd be launching at you, probably pretending they were like uh, UN peacekeeping rescue forces. But you'd, you'd be two steps ahead of them. Meanwhile, your volcano cannon would have already targeted G.I. Joe's headquarters from somewhere in the tube, not the volcano part, which you're not even in. shoot out some lava and burn up the headquarters good. Meanwhile, they'd shoot down your flying volcano. It'd land right on the city and melt everybody. And you wouldn't be in either spot. You'd just be laughing. Ha ha. You monsters. Maybe you could come up with some conspiracy to win the hearts and the minds of the people. Uh, probably, that'd probably be a hard part, considering you burnt the city with lava. You monster. What if my wife was in that city, Darian? What if, what if my, my children, my businesses? Oh, Darian, how could you think of me being melted by lava? Now, G.I. Joe's one thing. They're soldiers, but these, you're killing civilians, Darian. You've gone too far. You've gone too far, Darian. How could you? You flew too close to the sun with your 
Uh, I guess, could you fly lava too close to the sun? Would it evaporate? I don't know. I mean, you couldn't get there anyway. Oh, Darian, you were, you were an evil man. That's all I can say. I guess that's what I should have said in that speech. Killing children with lava. Oh, it disgusts me. So, you're probably not in heaven or purgatory. With thoughts like that, I mean, what kind of monster would burn an American city? Trick with trickery. You, you never planned on threatening anyone. And why'd you do it? You didn't. You didn't need the money. You obviously already have billions, trillions to fund your operations. So was it just a ruse? Why'd you destroy the city? Was it chaos? I mean, are you just breeding chaos? Is that what Cobra Commander? Cobra? Chaos something? I can't remember, Darren, but man, you're hurt. What are you going to do next to top yourself? Huh? Kill every whale in the ocean? You already did that? Oh, God. Who thinks of these things? Oh, you monster. Oh, Darian. You've poisoned my mind now. And good day, I say to you. I hope you lose the battle in the war, Darian. Good day. As tonight's episode opens, Richard Warren Sears is kicking back. He's kicking back with a glass of brandy and a recent issue of the New Yorker magazine which just happens to have a long-form article about Jeff Bezos. This freaking guy was a freaking... I gotta go get me a copy of my autobiography. You must have read this thing. You called you freaking... Well, then the door opens and James Cashpenny enters. Richie! Richie, Richie, what are you ruin? Oh, I'm reading this god-dang article about just this business clown. And I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to palpitate. My heart is, uh, it's already palpitating. I don't, oh gosh, God. I got, Richie, put it down, put it down. All right, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it one. God-awful. The writing's excellent, excellent writing. God awful paragraph at a time. Ugh, the guy. Who uses books for evil? This. I don't even, I mean, I use tools. Tools. They're made of metal. They're cold. Unyielding. Made for a man to build stuff. Outside of the man. A book. Soft paper. Burned in a fire be ripped up soft like a woman now what kind of awful man is going to use that for evil I mean you could hit someone over the head with a book but you, you could pound a nail in but it's going to take you all friggin day it's made to build something inside a man to create worlds worlds beyond imagination worlds beyond purgatory in Earth, the places I've visited. Also, Altura number seven, which is a planet, but uh, we'll get into that at another juncture. Anyway, what the hell are you doing? Rich, Richie looks up and he sees James Cash Warren's wearing a a cape and a lucha, li, li, what we would call a lucha libre mask, like a 
a wrestling mask. Richie, check me out, buddy. You like the uh, look? Dun dun dun. Remember, remember, uh, Superman and you know superheroes. I'm a superhero. What? I well, freaking lost your mind, you marble, marble brain. What kind of superhero are you? Well, Richie, wait, watch this, Richie. I'm gonna kiss. They call this capping or something. I'm kissing my muscles. You don't got any freaking muscles on that. Why are you framing me? I'm freaking, freaking, what is it? You're going to bring attention to us. I don't know what the hell you're doing. Where, where you been? Well, I'm thinking about uh, the uh, JCPenney Corporation's shareholder meetings coming soon. And I'm thinking about crashing as a superhero. You and Nick Poop, they'll just start throw you out and arrest you. Plus, what kind of shareholder dresses up like a superhero? And what kind of superhero goes to shareholder meetings? This is it wrong either way? You're not a super shareholder. And superheroes, well, if they're, no offense, Richie. No, no offense, James, but if a superhero was holding stock, it wouldn't be JCPenney Corporation or JCP, as I believe they're now called. No offense. They got rid of all your names. Well, that's one of the things I was going to go in there. I was like, but I'm here to save JCP. Why, what, what's with the uh, singing, too? That's stupid. Yeah, well, I'm going to be like, uh, what do you call it? Like a knight in shining armor. A shareholder. What do they call it when you take over a company and it's not hostile, but it's positile? Positive? That's me. I'm here to save your company from the bottom of my heart, Penny Heart. All right, Jesus, your your voice is terrible. Your look is terrible. I would have got all this into you. I, I already know when the next Penny Cheryl meeting is and where, and I'll be making sure we're indisposed at that time because I already thought of that. But anyway... Well, well, we could go to the Sears. I wouldn't mind seeing you do that at the Sears meeting. But, uh, what the heck's got into you, boy? Oh, Richie, Richie, Richie. Got Corbelli's next assignment. And we're going to crash a little shareholder meeting. And I was thinking I'd take the lead as practice for this JCPenney thing. Well, wait, 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 what's he want us to do? Well, it looks like, um, hold on here. Let me take a look. Okay. Turns out there's something called fracking. Fracking? What the frack? Fracking. What are you, Gormelli's guys in Bornat? What the frack? What the? I do not like the sound of fracking. Fracking is either some sort of, good God, what do you got us into? What does he got us into? What is, well, good God, fracking, what is? what does he got us into? Well, you better take a seat because this is not pretty. Fracking, it turns out, is a process by which, I guess, they take all this uh, poison and they push it down into the ground, deep, 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 deep down. And they fill all the holes, you know, between the rocks and stuff. I think that's where the fracking comes from because frack, fracking all the rocks up or they're forcing into the cracks. I don't know. But it. You know, in the cracks is where the oil and the natural gas are, and that pushes whatever they're pushing it down with pressure, and up comes the gas, up comes the oil, and they take the oil out. 
Oh, and uh, where's the poison? Just sit down there. Yeah. And these nincompoops, anybody uh, familiarize them with the friggin' water table that we, the water table? Yeah. Uh, they say it's below the water table, Richie, so. Yeah, but, uh, well, friggin' below the water table. I, I, I used that on a dame back in the, anyway. Wow. I mean. I've heard about this terrorism. I mean, how many things can we do to these third world countries? We're going to poison the water. We're going to steal their oil and gas. Then their ground will be poisoned. Then they're going to, I mean, where, where are they doing this? Like, well, these poor, I mean, I'm no bleeding heart, but to go into a foreign country where the people are living in some prehistoric manner and then just messing up everything. Oh, oh Richard, get this. They're doing it here, in the U.S. of A. Whoa, 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 here? Yeah, they're doing it in Pennsylvania. It's one of the big uh, fracking states. Whoa, whoa, the Keystone State? They're fracking with my Keystone. Good God. Who's running this country? What kind of nincompoops? Well, anyway, what the frack, what does this fracking thing have to do with any? Well, it turns out. There's this big fracking company, right? It's got all these assets, land, drilling rights, it says here, drilling equipment. Gorbelli wants us to take the company over, buy it. They got, they're in some middle of some lawsuit. Let me look. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so it looks like they did made two mistakes. They... Whatever they're injecting in the ground's knocking all the chipmunks' teeth out in that state. So all the chipmunks lost their teeth and they're dying. A lot of Congress and senators are up in arms about that. And then it turns out, of all the people that have been donating most of their money to, Democrats. So the other side of Congress. So it looks like they're going to lose. So between those things, they're, they're in a lot of trouble. Lawsuits, people are talking lawsuits. So Gorbelli thinks Gorbelli thinks we can get this money at this company for a song, for a, for a sweet little penny. All right. So what do we? We just gotta go in there. We just gotta go in there, convince the board of directors that we're their knights in shining armor. So that's what I, I don't know. I got the you know the idea for the helmet and stuff from that. Gorbelli's got an offer he's making for their stock, and he wants us to acquire the company. He said, "Do not, as usual." He said, "Oh no, do not fail. Do not. All right, all right, all right. Let's go as me. Let's go." So the guys go to the shareholder meeting, and they're running late. The shareholder meeting's already going on, so we'll pick up at the shareholder meeting. Science summary, folks. Um, that's our offer. We will, uh, you know, deal with your debt, restructure it. We'll. Return to profitability. We have the ability to both deal with your lawsuits. We will spin that area off. We have the resources to deal with the Congressional Oversight Committee and the bad press. And so we will, your company will once again flourish in my hands. And my, in your company will once again flourish in the hands of the people I represent. And seeing 
as there are no other bidders for your company, I think we should uh, shake hands and have... Oh, right, 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 right. Excuse us, excuse us. Uh, is this here uh, the fracking meeting? We're late for the fracking... Uh, you guys the frackers? <laughs> excuse us, sir. We are in the middle of a... Oh, you're in the middle of a business meeting. Yeah, what are you... You think you what do you think you cracking holes in the ground? You think you're standard oil? You don't know the first thing about business, and that's why we're here. Richie Richie, this is supposed to be my show. Excuse us, sirs, uh I'm here to uh speak for the company we represent. We're here to talk to you gentlemen. Uh we are already about to secure a good deal, sirs. Uh excuse me, sir. Are you with you want I I see I'm your rival. Oh, this company, and I plan on taking it from you. Well, we don't have it yet, so you can't really take it from us. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. Why don't you sit down? We'll we'll get to you and your your rival. Uh, late, ladies and gentlemen of the board, let me present myself. My name's Cash. I represent the former estate and holdings of GBS Enterprises, and we're here to make an offer for your little company. Now, it seems like you guys got a problem or two with chipmunk teeth and lawsuits, spoiled groundwater, and a whole lot of bad press. Now, gentlemen, you got a trouble right here in Fracking City. And the trouble is W, and it rhymes with W. That stands for water and chipmunk teeth. And you got trouble right there. Okay, that didn't work. Gentlemen, you got problems. You got chipmunks without teeth. You got babies with extra eyes. You've got leaks. You've got unproved science that's going to fall apart. I've looked at the studies, and it's not pretty. Now, some of you might think, oh, we're not going to be liable. We're just going to pull this out of the ground, make our money, and be gone. Water, tables be damned. These things be damned. You know, we're just trying to make an honest buck here. And we're offering natural gas and oil that's needed, and we're keeping the price of oil down, and we're domesticating it or whatever. Gentlemen, you and I, we're, we're adults here, except for this guy here. So let's not beat around the bush. You know, I tried a little music man. And, you know, I couldn't make it work, folks. You know, I wish it was P, and that rhymes with T, and that stands for trouble. And I wish this was River City. And your problem was pool and kids racing cars and crashing them. Doing drugs and kissing and necking. But your problem's not. It's toothless chipmunks. Well, we already went over the problems. Problem, folks, is you guys don't know what the hell you're doing. Now, you got this guy offering to leverage your debt or whatever, restructure it. I'm taking a look. I'm reading right off his paper. He doesn't know what he's doing. And we're going to buy the company from you, and you're going to sell it to us, because you guys don't know what you're doing either. What are you thinking with this fracking garbage? Okay. Now, we're prepared to make you a more than generous offer. And if I, I, don't, I don't understand what the debate would be at all. We're going to make you all 
moderately more wealthy. You're going to get out of this without any legal liability. You're going to get away from this bad press. I don't see any reason why you guys shouldn't just sell and let us do what we wish as as we wish with Comey. So I think that's... Uh, yeah, he's, he didn't say great, folks, but he said pretty good. So that's what I, uh, I was. Excuse me, folks, I'm... Your offer does not take into account that these gentlemen are all brothers on the board and those are their sisters. And while this company currently is a fracking company, it's been in the family for generations and they're not just ready to walk away. Members of the board, you might remember the musical The Music Man. He was a con artist out for nothing more than himself. And you might think they got this fancy name company here to buy you, GBI Enterprises. You know who GBI Enterprises is. Mr. Hans Zimmer Gorbelli. He is a bad man. Ah, uh, Mr. Gorbelli is dead, you uh, idiot. He was a bad man. He invented many of the preservatives that are in this well of chemicals we're putting into the ground, which we put in because they increase... Efficiency of extraction by 7.25%. Uh, yeah, now you sound like Gorbelly, buddy. What Mr. Gorbelly is going to do if he buys your stock or your company is break it apart and wait. He's not going to sell the oil or the gas. He's going to take your tinker toys and let them rot, young men and women. And when the oil boom's going... And the oil's flowing five years from now from your ground. And your billionaires, Mr. Gorbelli, will be sitting back, crying, if you take my offer. I mean, I get a confused there a bit. But he doesn't want to do anything but break up your company. Isn't that true? You two, do you know what your plans are with Gorbelli Enterprises? Hey, hey dummy, how is Mr. Gorbelli doing? He's dead, dead. All right. And what we plan to do, we just made a... Okay, Jim, I'm going to take this. Hey, buddy. Why don't you have a seat? Ladies and gentlemen of the board, I was going to sing you a song earlier called The Music Man. And this is no offense. I'm sure it's a family coming. I'm sure you're close, but you guys, you're talking about Hans Zimmer Gorbelli like he's a bad guy. He worked for the United States government. He's a German, Italian, American... Okay, he's just like you and me, folks. Just because he has some fancy name doesn't make him a bad guy. Do you have any vision? It's a, uh, who could take a fracking company and make it all new? Take the poison in the ground, make it the poison undo. The fracking men can, the fracking men can, the fracking men can, cause he fixes chipmunk's teeth with fluoride. Hmm. Excuse me, folks, give me one second. <coughs> me, me. I think I got it, folks. Here's our offer. Listen close. Who could take some land rights? 
for drilling underground. Agree to cease the, dri- the fracking for perpetual rights all around. Go belly can. Go belly can. Go. Who could take, who could take the drilling rights for drilling underground? Agree to suspend fracking for perpetual rights all around. Go belly can. Gorbelly can. Good day, Rainbow. Candyman. The ball belly plan is to take all the rights we get in perpetuity. Sell them to annuities. Those are pensions, folks. Or futures to airlines. Go our belly can, cause it takes all the perpetual rights and sells them. Makes the world taste good. Go our belly will take all the rights and sell them. Practicing instead of presenting. Uh, can you get to a? Oh, sorry, folks. Uh, I was trying. I was working. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen of the board. I apologize. I was working on a song. I guess what sweet music can't do. Maybe I can. And that is that we're gonna take the bad press and turn it into turn the frown upside down instead of leveraging your debt or whatever we're going to cease fracking operations we're only going to do it in exchange we're only going to cease fracking in exchange for perpetual light rights to all those resources under the ground and any other resources that might be discovered in the future this gentleman here is going to have you selling your natural gas and oil for pennies on the dollar while the market's flooded with fracking oil and gas because there's nowhere to store it Mother Nature's already storing it for you, waiting for the price to rise. Ladies and gentlemen of the board, we're not even going to have to wait for the price to rise. Because we're going to sell the rights to purchase those resources as futures to pension funds, annuities, and airlines, and other energy-intensive industries. And not only are they going to pay us at a set future rate with a deposit that's equal to the market right now, but they're also going to have to share the market price at the time in exchange for us to extract those resources for them. And in that time that passes, we'll find a way to frack. We'll fix the chipmunk's teeth. We'll find a new word for fracking. Bad press will go away. We'll extract it with 
fairy dust and fluoridated water, or something more friendly, without damaging the water table, will extract everything in a much more pleasant way. You'll already be well off with what we're paying to purchase your the share to buy, to buy into your company now, but you'll also have rights to this future money. So that's, though I couldn't capture the essence of what Gorbelli can, um, and I wish I could have sang that, folks. Oh, how I wish I could have sang to you, board of directors. But that's our offer. Go ahead and think about it. Ah, well, yes, yes, it's a nice offer. You're buying the company for a song if you look at the price we're offering. Compared to the price you're offering, it's a much different number. Ours is much higher. And they're also profiting now. These are people in the... You and Mr. Gormelli might want them to think of some future, some magical future where you can sing and formulate your songs and sing the Candyman and the Music Man and actually make the lyrics where you might have planned out the song ahead of time. If I was coming to the board of directors meeting, I would have planned it out. But obviously you thought you could just wing it. And you are wrong. And you just thought you would just sweep this board of directors right under their feet, off the feet with their music. Well, you are wrong about that. They want to make some money today, now, not in 50, 60, 70, 200 years. I don't know what your plan is for the future. And there's no guarantee of any of this in your writing. So I don't buy anything you're saying, sir. Okay. Okay. You don't like my singing. And I, again, bored. If I knew I was going to sing, I would have, I would have brought a 30 piece orchestra if I thought my singing was going to impress you. It's the mind of myself and my partner and the entire GCI Enterprises family that we're offering you. Now, sir, what is it you, who do you represent? I represent the Algamated Fracking. Corporation of America, a lobbying group. We're a coalition of frackers, and we're trying to consolidate the fracking business for all to benefit. Oh, really? And um, what's your job title? Well, I'm a spokesperson, of course. That's why I'm here speaking. Instead of sing person, I'm not a sing person. Okay, so you're a spokesperson. Have you? What companies have you run before? run my own business on my own business on K Street, so you seem quite successful and quite wealthy too. Yeah. Because you're a chatterer. There was once a man a man by the name of Craig Mason who said something about the chattering class. And you're a member of that chattering class, sir. You've you've never fracked a day in your life. You never built anything like these people and their family have. Like Hans Zimmer Gorbelli was in the trenches of WW1. And it inspired him to figure out a way to cure meat in a new way. And that's brought us here today. In fact, m- sticked meat is what he built his empire on. My friend and I here, we, we, we were empire builder once. Empire builders once. Our minds operate in ways that yours can never even comprehend. Now, yeah, I might not be able to put together some lyrics for a song, but I put together this business proposal on the walk over here. 
I'm saving chipmunks' teeth. I'm saving water. I'm saving communities. I'm saving people's lives. Babies with only two eyes instead of three. And these people, they're not business people. No offense, maybe you're not business people. My partner, my, my partner and I are. Our company is in the business of doing business. As the great Brewster once said, we're in the business of doing business. And you're in the business of chattering on about nonsense. So sure, folks, if you want our offer to match this nonsense offer, we'll raise it. We're not going to get into bidding more with this fool. Because he's going to go crying back to his fracking and they're going to suck out the marrow of the earth with their vampire teeth and spit it on the ground and leave it to rot. No one's going to make a penny. And then you're going to have to go to bed every night knowing you could have made more money. Your lives have been cryogenically extended and now you have less money to spend and the earth's a mess. I mean, what are you going to sell to a three mother of a thread baby? Sunglasses for $1.99. You're not going to sell her anything to take away her misery. Um, chipmunks don't buy dentures. If you haven't noticed, chipmunks don't buy anything. So, in summary, I cannot sing very well, and I should have rehearsed if I was going to plan on singing to the board here. But offer stands for future, for the present, you will benefit, and we will raise our bid. Or you could just take this chatterer and he'll chatter. Oh, I'm not Yeah. You could just let him buy it and then we'll buy his company. And we'll destroy You'll be the first one laid off, believe me, bub. You're a nincompoop, as my great best friend once. Oh, your best friend. Uh, nincompoop. So, that's it. Just go home. And go go play with the children or something because you don't belong at this adult's table. And if you people turn down this offer, no offense, but I wouldn't want to be you. See, you wouldn't want to be you, as they say, the youth. So that's it. That's our offer. Um, think about it. You know, I heard inside because I couldn't sing to you. So maybe you'll just opt. But you should take up. All right. They take, they're nodding. They take up. You're taking off. All right. All right. So, yeah, you get out of here. And that's it. We got a deal. And with that, looks like the guys purchased the company on behalf of Gorbelli Industries. And they were off. And that's the end of tonight's episode. And you might have some questions about chattering class. What's the chattering class? And I, I do too. I was wondering where that came out. If you started yelling at the guy, is it like people that don't produce Goods or services? Well, the guy was providing a service. But what I'm more interested in is, like, what a chattering class member dreams about this guy. We don't really know anything about him. He had a accent we've probably heard before in other versions of this podcast, because I don't do very many fake voices very well. But, you know, what's this little... I, I picture him as a little guy in a suit. Not nerdy, you know, handsome enough to get by, but no one's going to ask him to the Sadie Hawkins dance unless he talks him into it. 
but he gets home at night. Other than this, I mean, this episode will probably, you know, knock him down a few pegs. Well, yeah, what would be his nightmare then? I mean, that might have been out, being out chattered by a guy that couldn't put together a version of the Music Man or the Candy Man. So he gets home, he goes to bed, kisses his kids and his wife goodnight, presumably. Or maybe he has no one. Or maybe he has a husband. Or maybe he lives with his mother. If he lives with his mother, it'd probably be cliche. Sonny, you know, whatever. Husband kisses his husband and or his wife. Maybe okay, let's say he's he's uh younger. He's in one of these new poly relationships. So he kisses his husband and his wife goodnight. Climbs into bed. And they they're um so hip that not only do they have a poly relationship, but they have three twin beds, so they're like retro future. They're poly, polyamorous, is that the term? Or it means that you're in a relationship with more than one person. So, yeah, it's two, this one, there's two men and two husbands and one wife. But they have three twin beds and a one bedroom. And they're already asleep when he gets home. So he kisses them. Each and both on the forehead. Right now, they're Trinks, triple income, no kids. Trink, triple, dink is double income, no kids. Tinks, they're Tinks, triple income, no kids. Tinks. That's a poly term these days. So he kisses them both on their foreheads and he gets in his bed, which conveniently enough is the furthest to the left. When you come in the front, of, you know, it goes husband. No, I mean, no, that'd be kind of, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't go husband, wife, husband, they're, they're two. And I don't know how they decide where the beds go, but his is the furthest from the door. Since I'm left-handed, it's on the left-hand side of the room. And he happens to be right-handed. Not that I have anything against right-handed people. But he gets in bed, closes his eyes. And this day was just like every other day except for the fact that he got schooled by the cash man. And he can't, he lies down, gets in his bed, he sinks, you know, he's, he's listening to something to help him fall asleep. Maybe a wonderful podcast if you're looking for something else to listen to, like Welcome to Night Vale, another wonderful podcast. So he puts on Welcome to Night Vale and listens and it's about a 20 minute podcast I believe so after 20 minutes he kind of drifts off in his sleep hoping he dreams of the world of Night Vale and the idiosyncratic and wonderful things there in that wonderfully in an idiosyncratic world but unfortunately he doesn't first thing he sees is he wakes in a dream world It's the music man. The music man says to him, pack up your stuff. We're getting rid of you. He says, getting rid of me? What are you talking about? And then out of the other room comes the candy man. And the actual candy man from the 1970s Willy Wonka movie. That guy. And I wish I knew the actor's name, but I don't. But that guy, kind of like a, Crispin Glover? 
think is his name, if he refused to play, refused to be played by, is that right, Crispin? I don't know, I don't, whatever. I'm going to probably edit that out, but and the, the candy man comes in, he says, yeah, no, pack up your stuff, we're getting, we're, we're, we're going, um, we're done being poly with you, we're breaking up with you, we want a divorce from you. We're going to stay married to each other, but we're getting rid of you. But why? Why? Well, you know, we figured that we're from musicals and you're not, and we are fictional characters. We have interesting backstories that were never explained properly. Well, he was a lead, you know. I'm just a bit player. But I had a backstory, too, and he's got a quite a backstory, Mr. Music Man. But yeah, we're going to live on and uh, we're going to write some fan fiction where we meet up with each other, Music Man and the Candy Man. Like one day, Music Man comes to another new town after heartbreak and disaster, or it could be a prequel. No, yeah, it's a prequel. Music Man comes into town, comes into my candy shop, and that's where the story starts. And you notice the story starts with me and him. Just the two of us, not you. So, you know, take your... You know, and to be honest... Excuse me, can I talk? This is the music man now talking. Uh, we love chipmunks too. And, you know, that's what we filled your suitcase with. And we can't believe you knocked all those chipmunks' teeth out, the people you work for. To be honest, it's disgusting, so... It's another reason we're leaving you. We can't be with you anymore. And he kind of looks at them both and he's like, but I love you both. I say, well, you know, too bad. Love's not fair. And to be honest, like, it's a little bit strange being in a three-person relationship. So it's not working for us. And like we said, we're working on some fan fiction. Oh, one more thing. Um, you know, people don't normally tell you this in a dream, but dreams are pretty good precursors of the reality. And probably tomorrow or the next day, your wife and your husband are going to break up with you too. So you probably start crying in this dream because that's reality is your life's about to fall apart. But here, have some candy and we'll play, he'll play you some music and why don't you lie down and middle of our candy store. Yeah, go ahead. Have that lollipop. It's gigantic. It's big as your head. Do, 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 do. And then he drifts off into another dream. More pleasant. Sugar-coated dream. Where he's a mummy. But a candy button mummy. Like he's covered in the paper and candy buttons. You know, the paper that candy buttons on the can from the candy man scene in Willy Wonka. For those of you who aren't familiar with candy buttons, they come on a, a roll of paper, and they're little buttons of candy that you rip off the paper with your teeth and eat. Um, apparently, they've been around for a long time. I don't know if they're still in stores or not, but he's a mummy of candy buttons. So, like a mummy with paper, but there's little candy buttons on him. He's actually enjoying it. He's oh, skipping through the forest. 
until he goes down a path into the woods. He tumbles down a hill to the bottom of the hill. Thousands of chipmunks, toothless chipmunks, angry, toothless chipmunks who start gumming him. They're gumming the candy. He's covered in toothless chipmunks gumming at the candy all over him. And he finds himself drowning in chipmunk saliva. And that's no way for a man to die. So he wakes up. He can't breathe. He looks out the window. He looks at the moon. It's full. Takes a deep breath. He says, you know what? Even if my husband and my wife leave me, even if the candy man, the music man don't love me, Chipmunks hate me. I work for a soulless mega corporation that's gobbling up other soulless corporations. It's going to be okay. Because people make mistakes. People learn from their mistakes. There's no bad people. There's just people that make bad choices. And Maybe I made a couple in my day. Maybe I shouldn't have entered a poly relationship when I just wanted to marry my High school sweetheart, Marianne. But I was afraid. Because I wanted to be in some big fancy thing. The drama kept me from thinking about how unfulfilled I am with my job. Now I've always dreamed of being in music. And singing. So tomorrow, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to face some music. If my husband and wife don't love me, that's okay. And if... I need to quit my job and change my life. It's still going to be okay. Because I'm okay. Okay? If you're still listening, if this guy can turn it around, whatever's keeping you up at night, it could be worse than what he's facing. Think about it, man. This guy, he had a husband and a wife. I mean, you might only have one partner, a husband or a wife, if you're listening to me, or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever. Like, this guy had both, and neither one of them wanted to stick around. And even in his dream, the music man and the candy man didn't want to be with him. You would think, you know, depending on your view of the music man, you know, maybe he would stay with them just to exploit him or the candy man. I'm going to put it out there. He kind of looked like a perv in the... In the musical movie, 1970s. So, yeah, I mean, that's got to be a blow, and he's got a job that's not fulfilling, really unfulfilling. But he still knows that there's someone out there that cares about him. Unfortunately, that's me. If he was the only person listening to this podcast, I mean, maybe if I met him, I'd stop doing the podcast, but if not, I'd say, hey, buddy. If you're the only one listening to this podcast and you can't sleep, I'm sorry. I really am. And I hope that tomorrow night you get a good night's sleep or that me just talking and being boring. Going on with this ridiculousness after just telling a story that was already ridiculous helps you fall asleep. If it doesn't, realize like I've said before and I'll say it again, this too will pass at some point. Soon, either of nature's own accord or from the work you're doing to try to change things, you're going to get some good night's sleep soon. 
okay? And you're not alone. You might feel that way. There's other sufferers out there. A lot of people complain about it on Twitter, but there's other people out there. You know, just look at the full moon like this guy. And know you're not alone. And I hope that helps. Or maybe it doesn't help, I don't know. But really, you're not alone. I'm doing this podcast. And I hope I help. I mean, that's, I mean, now I'm having a moment here. But honestly, if this podcast, even if it didn't help you sleep, I hope it let you know you're not alone and that I'm, I, I feel bad you can't sleep. I feel worse I didn't get you to sleep. I feel like a failure as a husband and a wife. Man, what am I doing in this poly relation, imaginary poly relationship? What am I doing? I don't even have any poly experience. I shouldn't even be fictionalizing it. But good night, okay? Get some rest, even if you can't sleep. Get up and do something, and then just lie in bed and relax your body and stuff. Okay? Listen to Welcome to Night Vale. I love that podcast. So, all right? Good night. Or good morning. I hope not, though.